Talk Radio. Thank you very much. Good evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee, live from New York City. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Lots of stuff on the show this evening, including Steve Gutenberg. This is Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio is back. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. Ian Lee, on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Thank you very much, dear listener. Good evening. This is Ian Lee, live from New York City, day two of what could be considered a great folly, but then aren't some of the best things follies? No. Um, We are coming live from, well, I don't really know where we are, and neither did our cab driver when we asked him to bring us here. The cab driver was going all over the place. Uh, It got very tense in there, very tense. Um... And um, he he was going. He didn't know the address when we showed it to him, so he ended up using his GPS. And then he's going, I don't believe this GPS is sending. So then I had to turn on my telephone, turn on the data roaming. So I've probably spent like fifty quid on data roaming, and Google Maps it. And I was going, it, well, okay, this is where we're going. He said, No, I don't think that's right. I said, Man, honestly, I think it is. We drove around for ages. What should have been a twenty dollar fare was a forty five dollar fare. In fairness to the gentleman, right? He said, oh, I can't, I can't take $45 off you. I, uh, I got you lost. How about, why don't you just give me $30 and, and, and that'll be fine. So I gave him 40 and said, well, if you've got a 10, and he went, I haven't got any change. So he got his $40. But anyway, we are, we are where we are. Uh, we are in the studio that's used by Keith and the girl. Remember when I was saying we're coming to New York and we need um, places to go to and people to see? Who would you recommend? Loads of you, loads of you said Keith and the girl. You should listen to that and, and get them on your show if you can. We have just, me and Kath have just been on their show and then I've interviewed them and you'll hear the interview with them later on in this show. What was funny, we came in um, and it, it, I mean, everyone's just been absolutely delightful, and they're letting us use their equipment to um, to use to, to, to do our show this evening. We came in, and they had two mics set up, and, and Kath went, "Oh no, no, you do you don't want to talk to me?" They said, "Ah, sit down, sit down." What time? So uh, it, it, Kath was on it as well. And um, if you're watching on Periscope uh, or on the the, the KeithandTheGirl dot com, there was some very strong language there, guys. There was some very very strong language that was um, going on. We are on Periscope now. If you um, want to uh, watch us, you go to periscope.com uh, forward slash uh, Ian Lee. Um, and you can call in. You are allowed to call in tonight. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Ed is back. Oh, Catherine is editing right now. She's editing the interview we've just done. And we'll send that over. Um... Ed is in the studio. Ed, are you there? I am here. How's it going in London? I don't care. I, honestly, oh, I don't care. It's hot. <laughs> is it? I bet it's yeah. not as hot as it is. I, I bet it's hotter over there, yeah. 95. <laughs> and wow. we're, ca- we're carrying... We're carrying... I'm carrying this portable studio. So I've got, I've got a bag and a rucksack, and I've got headphones around my neck because we're just recording stuff on the fly as we see it and as we see people. Um, so I, I'm going to be honest, I stink. Absolutely stink. But I think we, we, there's, there's a chance of a thunderstorm tonight or tomorrow, so that would be cool. Um, 
If you phone in, you will speak to Ed, and um, because of the way we the system is, is working here at the moment, I don't have that screen, Ed, that we would normally communicate with, because Catherine is editing on that computer. So if and when we get callers, mm-hmm. you could let me know. That would be awesome. Do we, have any, call- do we have any callers at the moment? Not at the stage. Give me a couple That's of minutes fine. here. Give it a couple of minutes and you can uh, get them. So on tonight's show, it's a packed show. We have got the chat that we did with Keith and the girl. The, the reason that Catherine is taking so long to edit it is they have—they really are very sweary. You? No, no. I was showing—I was showing off to my new American friends. If I'm completely honest, I was—I um, <laughs> was shouting a lot and swearing a lot and uh, trying to look hard in front of um, Americans. That's what I was trying to do. Um, so, uh, that, but that will be uploaded and we'll listen to that a little bit later on. We've also got. Mr. Steve Gutenberg. Me and Kath went and had breakfast with Steve Gutenberg. How cool is that? And what's doubly cool is he had a full day of press interviews for this new series he's doing, Ballers. Um, 25 interviews or 20 interviews or something he had set up all day. And yet he still took, so we only had 40 minutes. He still took 40 minutes to meet us in a diner and we had coffee and breakfast with him. And that was cool. You're also going to hear, dear listener, um, Kind of our first 24 hours. Well, it wasn't even that. Probably our first five hours in New York. We we um, went and visited a few bits. We went to Trump Tower. We went to um, Times Square and saw lots of women with their nipples out. Uh, and we also, weirdly, we went to the Dakota Building, which is... Um, Famous for two main reasons. Famous because um, Rosemary's Baby was filmed there. And also John Lennon was murdered there. And, you know, obviously I'm a huge Beatles fan. So for me to go there, it um, it was a very sombre pilgrimage. It felt weird being there, you know. And I've, I'm so aware of that place, having read the books and seen the, um, uh, the, the documentaries and pictures of it. To actually be there, you know, it was... Um, it was the weirdest, weirdest thing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh, something else you you might hear tonight. Um, again, another suggestion that you guys made about where we should go was um, some of you said there's an old guy who's turned his house into a museum. You should go and look at that. And that was it. That was all the, the clues I had. Um, and using a little bit of detective work, Google. Um, I managed to find this guy, Mr. Pisano, and um, we went to visit him yesterday, and you will hear what happened uh, there. But, 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 dear listener, you are more than welcome to call in and share all things New York with us. Of course, we are hearing New York all week, and um, we will be uh, bringing you the colours and the sounds from New York City. Um, but you can call in about any old nonsense as well. You know, you don't have to call in and, and talk about New York City. You can call in about, I don't know, any old rubbish. I haven't looked at the papers. I have no idea what's going on in the world. I have no idea if, you know, <laughs> I still don't know what's happening with the British government. I don't know if we have a British government anymore. Um, I'm kind of guessing that we don't have. Um, so you can call in about absolutely anything you want. If you want to phone in and talk nonsense, if you want to phone in and and make suggestions of where we should go, then please do. Now, one thing that we did on Sunday night, me and Kath, um, because, you know, it's that kind of weird thing where we were tired but we weren't tired and we wanted to get into the New York sort of um, uh, vibe and and time zone, was that we went and saw a movie. It was like, hey, let's let's go and see a movie in an American cinema weeks before it comes out in the UK. So we got to the pictures... 
And, uh, oh, yeah, here's something. On the way to the cinema, right, um, I was wearing a, a Zombies T-shirt. And this guy, this young guy, I say young guy, he's probably 30, something like that, uh, as, as we were about to go into the cinema, went, hey, man, you're wearing a zombie. I love the zombies. And this is the kind of thing that happens in New York and doesn't happen in London. You're in London wearing a zombies T-shirt. No one says anything. In New York... Me and this guy were chatting for about 10, 15 minutes about bands. And I said, oh, I'm a I'm big fan of the zombies. We had them on the show. And he went, I love them. I love them. She's not there. And, he, um, and then by coincidence, a monkeys record started playing and we started talking about the monkeys. And uh, he was kind of turning me onto some music. He'd never heard of Arthur Lee and Love. So I said, oh, man, you've got to go and listen to Forever Changes. Um, and and he's, so, so I, you know, if I've done nothing of worth, I've uh, told a young man what his next favourite album is going to be. You know, an absolute all-time classic. And then, so we got chatting to him, and we were chatting to him for a bit. And then we went to the cinema. And the only film... That was first of all we were going to see some was it some like it hot that we were going to see, um, but it wasn't the original some like it hot. It was like a, a Korean version of it. So we thought nah, I think we'll pass on that. So the only film that was on that we could see and it was just starting then was Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Ay 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 ay. Now I, as you know. I got a soft spot for Tom Cruise. I don't buy into um, you know knock the art, not the artist. So I don't care. What he gets up to in his spare time, I don't care which, um, you know, silly religion he subscribes to. None of my business. I just like watching films with Tom Cruise in. Now, he's always playing the same character. And I would like it that in every film he was in, he should be called Jerry Maguire. Because it, it, it's always Jerry Maguire. And, and uh, in this episode of Jerry Maguire, he's in the, um, the Iraqi desert fighting zombies. Um, and I, it started off quite well, but man alive... It was just ridiculous. It was, uh, basically, it was kind of a comedy, but with action bits. So it would go from broad humour to them, you know, in an aeroplane that was crashing. We saw it in 3D as well, so that was, that was a waste of, of money. Um, and it couldn't make up its mind what it was. And also, they are so obviously... There is aircon in the studio, if that's what you can hear. Yeah, deal with it, guys. It's flipping hot. Um, th- there was... Um, they're so obviously going to make it into a franchise because you had um, Russell Crowe, a man I do not trust, um, uh, as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Ay, ay, ay. And it just... Uh, uh, it's kind of all these old universal movies. You know, The Mummy and The Wolfman and Dracula and Frankenstein. And, jeez, those monsters are dull. Those monsters are dull as <laughs> anything. Flipping heck. So it was overall, I would say, it was a disappointing movie. One of my favourite actors let himself down. Yes, Catherine? You have a caller. It's Hannah in line one. Hey, Hannah. Thank you, Catherine. Hey, Hannah, how are you doing? I'm good. Just a quick one. Free the nipples, free the nipples, free the nipples today. Up your bum. Thank you very much indeed, Hannah. And um, if anybody's listening to us for the first time, I would consider that one of the more intelligent calls that we <laughs> we tend to get. Um, you can call us tonight if you want. And I know we, um, we had a few calls last night that we didn't get around to. So, Paul and uh, uh, Alan, if you want to call in again, I promise um, that Ed will tell me immediately that you are on. And uh, you'll, you'll jump straight to the front of the queue. The phone number is, dear listener, 0344... 
499-1000. If you're calling from uh, uh, outside the UK, it's 0044-344-499-1000. It will cost you, um, if you're in the UK, it'll cost you pennies, and you'll speak to Ed, and he will call you back. Uh, So, you know, sorry? Sorry, Paula's on line one. Oh, thank you. Ed, when you, when you, when, uh, feel free just to come on and just announce on. it. Okay, cool. Have you got a bell there? Because I've, I've, I've got this. I haven't. Um, there must be a bell somewhere in this building. It would be great. This is what we need. If at some point, if you could find a bell. Okay. Um, and so you don't make us all jump by, by going, we've got a caller here. If you could ring the bell three times. Okay. Um, and that will, that will an- allow us to acknowledge the fact that you are coming on the air um, with some very, very important information. Okay. I will go search the bells of ta- TalkSport and find <laughs> a bell. Thank you, mate. Paul, stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. This is Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Good evening, dear listener, live from New York City. Now, there is a, there is a very strong chance that at some point this connection might fail. Because <laughs> it did literally. We've tested it and tested it. And then literally two minutes before the show started, the internet dropped. So if it does, um, amuse yourselves. Um, but we will be back, so don't panic. Um, let's go to Paul in Stoke Poges. Hey, Paul. Hi, how you doing? Uh, mate, I'm having the time of my life. It's boiling hot. Um, you can hear the air conditioning. There ain't no way we're switching that bad boy off. Um, but we are having the time of our lives. I had my first bit of cheesecake today, apple crumble cheesecake. Yes. It's a city that never sleeps, isn't it? It, it literally, it never sleeps, um, but I have been sleeping because uh, I'm, I'm worn out. But honestly, man, uh, we're having so much fun. We're filming stupid stuff. We're meeting really interesting, creative people, um, you know, from, from, from everywhere. We've got, we've got, we're here at the studios of Keith and the Girl, and if you've not listened to the podcast, I really recommend it. It's, it can be a bit rude, uh, probably not safe for work, or, or maybe younger ears. That's your decision, if, I, I would suggest. Uh, I'll have a go I would suggest if you play it to someone under the age of 14, you're a bad parent. Um, but it? I've never heard of it. What's it to do with? What? Ke- Keith and the Girl is brilliant. It's this, this, it's this bloke called Keith, and it's a girl called Kanda, and yeah. uh, they do a daily podcast, and they've been doing it for about 12 years, um, and they get um, comedians on, and writers, and actors, and performers, uh, and they just kind of sit, and it's, it's not... It, here's why I like it. Cause, is yeah, it like you know, a mic thing? Well, no, they just they just sit around and chat. Here's why I like it, right? Because it's not um, the, the, the comedians and stuff. Of course, they're there to sell something generally, but it's not a full hour of. Uh, and you can check out my website, and uh, you can find. It's just kind of sat around chatting, being a bit rude, going off on tangents, and every now and then. Oh, by the way, I've got a show coming up in a couple of weeks, and if you want tickets, here's where to go. Uh, it's just nice. In, um, it's they're kind of like hey, your show, really. I was, well, this is what I was going to say, Paul. They're kind of like a sweary, better-looking version of me and Kath. Now, do you know, I, do you remember, the, it's not what I've called in. I called in last night, and you, you called me back tonight. Cause I know, because yeah, I know, and I appreciate it, because I, I, I know that you and uh, another guy, uh, Alan, called in, um, yeah, and then we just I, didn't get time, so sorry for the that. the interview you were having. I, I was enjoying Thank that. you. Thanks, man. I, it was good. It was really good. And, uh, well, one of the things I wanted to say about it was you were in a pizza place. Yeah, we were last night, pie by yeah. a pound, yeah. I should have, I wanted to recommend to you a calzone. Uh, <laughs> I've had a ca- Now, is a calzone, is that the one where they fold it over and make like a sort is of that, pasty? Is, is, you know you were called a pizza or a pie. 
Yeah. It's a pizza just folded in half. It's yeah, a pizza yeah. pasty, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a pizza. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a pasty, yeah. Pizza pasty. And oh. always go for a vegetarian one as well. Here's, oh, ah, you've reminded me of something, right? You know I was a vegetarian for 27 years, okay? I, I did didn't it, know. Oh, well, I was. For, 20, for the age of 15, I became a vegetarian to impress a girl called Kerry. It worked. Uh, and then I stayed a vegetarian for, for sort of ethical reasons, I guess. And then about three years ago, um, I, st- I started, I was cooking meat for my children. I was heating it up. Um, and I just would, would just taste a little bit of it just to make sure it wasn't cold or it wasn't too hot. And there was this bolognese that my wife had made, and I, t- I tested it, and it was delicious. So I you can't say, you can't knock a homemade bolognese, mate, can you? mate. You, 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 can't you cannot. It. You can't. So I kept testing it and testing it, and in the end, it, after over about three weeks, I was a secret meat eater, right? And I was eating meat without <laughs> anyone knowing. It was like having an affair. No one knew. And I felt white, very dirty. It was a secret lemonade drinker, yeah. Um, and in the end, I came out and, and, and became a meat eater again for the last two or three years. Here's the thing, Paul. I'm thinking of becoming a vegetarian again. Do you know, other, other pizza snob, right? Domino's and all that, horrible, okay? No, I know you know, I love that. No, by the way, Domino's, by the way, if you're no. watching on Periscope, I'm about to eat some, uh, some of the most delicious pizza you've ever seen. Okay, stuffed crust. No, sorry. No. <laughs> you don't like the stuffed only, crusts. And no meat. Um, a Hawaiian pizza. Sorry. I'll hey, here's the pizza. thing. I can't remember what country he's from, but the guy that invented, I think he's American, the guy that invented Hawaiian pizza died at the weekend, age 90. This weekend just gone? Yeah, yeah, I heard it on the news. I heard it on the... Um, the, the, the lunatic that thought putting meat with, p- putting pineapple on top of, when I was in Japan, we went yeah, to a pizza restaurant, like and they it, had, like hang on a minute, hang on a minute, like hang on a minute, Paul, hang on a minute, because there's a slight delay, so there's a, I'll, I will come back to you, but there's ever such a slight delay. When we were in Japan, we went to a pizza restaurant, and they had a thing called a dessert pizza, and what it was, it was a pizza with a cheese and tomato base, but on the top of it, they put like hundreds of thousands, um, like jelly babies and marshmallows. Imagine that! You're not going to get that in Napoli, are you? You are not going to, that is not traditional. Go on, what are you going to say? I can't, I can't, I can't. The reason I phoned in was yeah. I had a friend, a, a musician friend of mine, yeah. just go to New, come back from New York last week. Beautiful. And he had, he was spending some time in a recording studio out there recording yeah. some stuff. Yeah. And he had a free afternoon. Oh. And he was staying in Greenwich Village in a nice hotel and everything like that. Yes. But he, you know, you were chatting to that guy in the interview last night. He was spoke about Brooklyn. And how about Brooklyn have been done up and in a nicer... Oh, yeah, yeah we, we, were, we were speaking to Greg Young from um, yeah, uh, the yeah. Bowery Boys, yeah. Okay, right. What I found him wanted to say was, my friend last week, and I suggest you do it, okay, yeah. it's not that. My friend had a free afternoon. Yeah. So he went outside his hotel, held, yes. held down a cab, Yeah. got in, cab driver said, oh, you're English, where are you from, yeah. London? Uh, yeah, yeah. Where do you want to go? My friend said, take me to the middle of Brooklyn. Right to the middle of Brooklyn. Yeah. The guy said, oh, I'm not sure you want to do this. My friend said, no, I want to do it, because I want to yeah. do something there for a reason. Yeah. yeah. So the cab driver took him there. This is true. Okay. My friend but said, right, just stop here, yes. drop me off here. Yeah. The guy said, 
I really don't want to drop you off here, seriously. Are you sure you're going to be all right? My friend said, yeah. He got out of the cab. Yeah. And where he pulled up was outside a basketball court. Oh, yeah. And there were, yeah, some hoodie guys. Just hoodie guys. Shooting hoops. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted to play a game of basketball. Yeah. If you're, tell- if you're telling me to go to Brooklyn and play basketball, that's a- first of all, we haven't got any afternoons free because we're doing this flipping show, which is a great pleasure to do, of course, guys. Um, so we- honestly, we've not got a second to breathe. We haven't even got time to buy bread. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, we have a secret code word to cut, which tells um, uh, Ed to cut the callers off. I wonder if you can guess what that word is. Uh, we've got another Paul. Evening, Paul. Evening, Ian. How are you, sir? You sound very uh, lively. Uh, mate, I'm having the time of my life. Honestly, it is it is hot. It is beautiful. We are um, um, doing some funny, stupid, silly stuff. Um, and um, you know, we, we, when we got home last night to uh, the hotel, it was we, we literally it was sat at our computers for two hours. I was editing videos. Oh, yeah. Kath was editing. No, but it was a pleasure to do it. You know, it was a real pleasure to sit there. Because uh, we you were making stuff. Soak up the vibes, don't you? Is the big apple still big, or does it feel big? It feels massive. It feels hot, so it's always weird to tell. But, you no, know, yeah. it's, it's massive, and it looks like New York, and it smells like New York, and it's, I love it. I love it. I love it. Have you been chilling in Central Park? <laughs> it's too hot to chill. We went on Sunday afternoon, we went for a wander, and we ended up in Central Park for, for an hour or so, yeah. Do you ever go up Amsterdam Avenue on the Upper West Side? I don't know it. What's there? There's a lot of n- good bars, like where proper New Yorkers go, you know, it's not touristy. Yeah, and, that's, that's uh, always the trick. Yeah, that's the trick, is, is trying Just to find... Harlem, you know? Okay, uh, we'll have a look, because that's the trick, is finding places that are, are not, you know, like the, the American equivalent of Leicester Square. You know, I wouldn't go and buy a, a you know, a meal in Leicester Square, because I know what the tourist traps are. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it, it's tricky trying to avoid that. Saying that, we went to a place last night um, for a bite to eat, and we kind of, it, it kind of looked okay. We'd been wandering around, and we were tired, and this place looked okay. And we went in and had the biggest sandwich. The sandwiches were the size of my yeah, head. Yeah, they love it. They love it. Was it Italian style or German style? It was. It looked, well, it looked like a kind of chain thing. It was a little bit yeah. plasticky in there, but it looked a little bit, but we just were so tired. It's like, let's just go in here, and, you know, the food will be okay. But these sandwiches were amazing, Paul. I used to love going out for breakfast in New York. There used to be some great little fryer places, you know. When, when were you in New York? How long ago? Uh, in the 80s. Three times in the 80s. I lived oh, on the it, Upper East Side for a bit. You lived there? Yeah, it was very expensive, plush apartment it was as well. Wow, fantastic. How come you... Was it for work? Was it for love? Was it on a whim? Uh, yeah, initially it was for work. And then I, I had a friend over there I went to stay with. And yeah. then I went to study there for a wee while. Well, this is Not in New York, in, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah. What, what, did you, what did you study? So, uh, I was doing European history. I was teaching and studying, you know, wow. long time ago. I was clever get... back then. <laughs> as, as we get older, <laughs> Paul, we get stupider. All my brain cells have gone to pot. Um, yeah, mine literally, yeah. Uh, my son's just come in as I was about to make this call. Oh. And he said, Dad, will you mind this engagement ring? Because he, he, he went to Paris with his girlfriend yeah. this weekend. Wow. And he proposed to her, and they're going to get married. And I thought, how romantic is that? How beautiful is that? That's fantastic. What a charmer. 
What a charmer. proposed, you know, at the Montmartre in Paris, he proposed. Wow. Wow. Oh, con- well, congratulations to them and congratulations to you. That's lovely. Might hit me in the pocket a bit, though, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it, it'd be worth it to see him happy, wouldn't it? Are you married yourself? I am married myself, yes. I'm, I'm married to my wife, yes. Oh, excellent. How, uh, d- w- w- d- would you propose anywhere romantic? Or? Uh, Japan. I, in Japan, by a wow. lake in Japan with Mount Fuji in the background. Yeah, that's where we did it. <laughs> well, you can't beat that, can you? But listen, Ian, I saw that Go. you uh, watched Repo Man, the film. Repo yeah, Man. I, yeah, Repo what Man. Turns out, because we were talking about Alex Cox, and so he popped in my head, yeah, and it yeah, was produced yeah. by Mike Nesmith of the Monkees, and I was listening to his autobiography, and he mentioned it. And it turns out I'd, I'd seen the first ten minutes of Repo Man before, but got bored of it but yeah, um, i watched it last week so. flipping it is good isn't it is it that good yeah i can't remember it's so long since i've watched it uh yeah I, uh, yeah it is it, I, I didn't realize it gets quite so weird and quite so sci-fi but it's it's um yeah it's, it's very funny i loved it i really enjoyed it and then i started I've reading about alex cox remembrance of, of shootouts he was going back he was repossessing cars wasn't he, in the yeah but shootout. the car that they're trying to repossess has got like an alien in the back in, in the boot yeah i vaguely remember that well, listen, Ian, I've just filled you in on what's happening in Britain. Yeah. Things have settled down. As soon as you left, Ian, everything just calmed right down. <laughs> Hang on a minute. What are, you, what are you saying? You're saying it's my fault. Well, I, you admitted you voted Labour, didn't you? So you, yes. I, I, I sort of guessed that you were nailed to that mast, you know. Well, I, was, I would have uh, voted Lib Dem. Uh, but the, but um, I thought that Labour stood a slightly better chance in one of the safest Tory seats in Britain. But is, so have, have we got a government now? Do we have a govern, government, Paul? Well, we've got the DUP, they're coming in, they're having their talks, and it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. sound. The, Unless the you're stories a are going to carry on person. as normal, I think. So everything's okay. st- strong and stable in Britain. And how about the price of bread? Beautifully done. It, uh, it's going to be strong and stable in Britain now that the Tory government have uh, hitched their wagon to the DUP. Unless, of course, you're a woman, um, gay, bisexual or transgender, or you believe the earth is older than 6,000 years. If, if, if you're, if, as long as you, you know, you're a, a white straight man. Oh, hang on a minute. Is, is that the bell? It is the bell. You've <laughs> <laughs> actually got a bell. I yes, had to find it. I, I had to find it in the commentary section, which no one goes down there. It's hiding can, there in the corner. What can I do for you, uh, Bell Ed? There is another caller Bell on the Ed. line for you. <laughs> <laughs> so childish. Yes. Uh, there is another caller on the line for you. Who is the caller? It is Gatford. G- oh, God. I tell you what, if we take a break, Ed, yep. maybe Gatford will take their hint and hang up while the adverts are on? Um, I hope so. Let's give it a go. Here we go. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Good evening, dear listener. This is Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We are coming live from New York. If you listen, that's the air conditioning. And I tell you what, there ain't no way that's getting switched off because New York is in the middle, possibly coming towards the end of a heat wave. And it is... Um, I mean, it's, it's proper. You walk out. We, we left the um, hotel this morning. We, it, was about, um, it was about quarter to nine, half eight, quarter to nine. And you walk out and it's, you just start sweating, but it's not going to last forever and it's fantastic. I'm loving every second of it. Um, fingers crossed he took the hint and hung up. Uh, let's see. Gatford, did you hang up? No, no. Sorry about that. I didn't get the, uh, the hint. You there. didn't get the hint. Okay. Well, never didn't mind. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you, but if you're listening, yeah. if you're listening, if you're listening at home, now's a good time to make a cup of tea or go to the toilet or go to no, bed. No, I've interestingly got actually interesting things to say. Interestingly. <laughs> I bet you haven't, mate. 
let's give it a go anyway. Um, okay. I used to have a pen pal in New York. Okay. Get to the interesting yeah, stuff. When, it's coming. Uh, when, when I was younger, Sal, um, I assume it was short for Salvatore because he was Italian. Uh, but I was wondering, um, I haven't had a letter for him for about three years. Any chance if I give you the address, you can pop along? Uh, I don't need the address, mate. I'll just go and stand in Times Square and um, shout for Sal, and I'm sure he'll turn yeah. up. No, he lives in uh, Trebekka. Trebekka, yeah. does he? Uh, Trebekka, tre- is it? Trebekka. Trebekka um, yeah. informs that's a, like a, you know, a, a sub-bit of New York. Trebekka. And uh, okay. he worked He worked for his uh, dad's pizza company when I was pen pal him. Okay. Uh, are you? Are you? Can I ask, Atford? Is this yeah. um, uh, a true story, or is it a flight of whimsy based on racial stereotypes? No, 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 no. This is true. Hand I, on I heart. On my, I swear on the toe on my left foot. It's true. Um, let's there, get to the interesting bit of the call. That was it, kind of. Wow, that was I it. I don't really believe you're in New York anymore. I've, I've had this duke from you before. Yeah, well, I can tell you uh, we're in New York because um, uh, we've been eating American bread. Perfect. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, Andrea, do you want to you chat? There's a microphone there. You can stay there. Now, fir- first things first. Does that reach over? There we go. Yes, There we good. go. Um, now, first things first. Andrea or Andrea. Either way is good with me. Which way? Do, if, you were, if, if you were to phone up um, um, your mum mm-hmm. and say, hey, mum, it's... Andrea. You go for Andrea. Mm-hmm. Good. That, I, I prefer that. There's, I just noticed I, we met a couple of Andreas in uh-huh. America. I'm suspicious of them. I've never really met a fellow Andrea that I like. Yeah. You know? Yes. It's a strange coincidence. I think when people are insistent on a type of pronunciation of my name, yeah. they're usually a weirdo yeah. because it's such a simple name. It doesn't really matter. We had a girl at school um, called Karen, mm-hmm. right? and it was spelled... Um, uh, C-A-R-E-N Karen mm. And so for years we knew her as Karen um, And then one and This was like when we were like in primary school So we were sort of like 8, 9, 10 And then one day her mum There was a parents evening And mm-hmm. her mum came in and, and so on to that And uh, the teacher said And we know because this was relayed to us in class Well Karen's doing really well And Karen's doing this And Karen and Karen And, Karen. and the mum said Sorry why do you keep calling her Karen? Her mm-hmm. name's Karen. <laughs> and she shut, and then the, she said, but C A R. She said, no, it's K A R. And this girl had totally liked to make herself yeah. sound cool, had called yeah. herself Karen. It's a, it's a weird thing. I, the other Andrea that I, or Andrea that I met when I was a kid yeah. was a total bitch. Excuse me, a total you, you, itch. No, we, can, we can say that in the United Kingdom. We're not as fussy about that word as you are. Can I say the C word? No, you... What the <laughs> hell? Look at, look at Catherine's face panicking there. No! <laughs> Hang on. I was only half listening, but I heard that. <laughs> I promise. No, we, I'll save you. Uh, Ed, hover over the dumb button. We, we have quite... Uh, I know... Listen, you work on uh, the Keith and the Girl show. I do, yes. Um, where they can say anything. Can uh-huh. they, say, they say the C word on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can't say... Honestly, we can't say anything. But, but bitch is kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Fs and the Ss and the, the, the Bs and the Cs... They are at the window. <laughs> Um, but yes, this Andrea that you knew. Well, she was a total, um, a total drama queen and a really difficult person to hang out with. But everyone would always pair us together during activities because yeah. we had the same name. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? 
And also, this is being <laughs> You two should get on. You've got the same name. Right? Except for hers is more annoying to pronounce. And <laughs> another thing is, and this is not going to make me sound good, is that she was mentally handicapped. Okay. And so I was paired with her to also take care of her, but she was a total... You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but I couldn't. So she was, a, d- despite the, the, the physical disability she had, she was actually not a very she, nice person. Yeah, and she under- was bullying me all the time. Wow. But I couldn't say anything about it, so I was just sort of imprisoned with this Andrea Here's character. Here's the thing, it, and, and, and you, you have spoken the last great taboo. Some disabled people, they're not very nice. Mm-hmm. You know, they, but they're not very nice people. Right, and she knew, too. Um, we, should, uh, we should introduce you. Yes. Um, you, now what is your, we're in the Keith and the Girl studio. Keith mm-hmm. and the Girl is this superb show podcast, whatever you want to call it, uh, and, and you'll hear from them later on. We're going to play out an interview we did earlier on. What is your role within the Keith and the Girl organization? So I am the associate producer at Keith and the Girl. That sounds very, very, very important. Fancy. Yes. Um, I actually used to be an intern for them many years back. So oh. on your show, you were speaking a little bit with them about their crazy fans. Yeah. Um, and I used to be a crazy fan. I actually listened to them when I was 15, I think, is when I started wow. listening. Uh, and I was in Canada. I'm from yep. Canada. Um, and I sort of built this relationship with these New York people. Yeah. I learned about stand-up. I learned about the New York comedy scene and everything. I moved here to go to college, and I thought, well, I, I want to meet them. Yeah. You know, I'd met them at live I shows. I want to touch my heroes. I know, but it's very bizarre because yeah. you feel an attachment to them because you know so much about their lives. Yeah. Um, so I met them. I applied for an internship. I interned with them. Wow. And then I started to sort of be a part of their lives and started yeah. doing stand-up and then I started uh, pursuing stand-up comedy full-time within the last six months and a position opened up here and they asked me if I wanted the job and I thought like oh it's it's perfect yeah. job for and you again. live I literally do. in the studio get out of my house <laughs> you're, very, you're very kind because they've gone they finished for the day and uh-huh. you, we, we are literally in your living room i'm on call 24 7 <laughs> doing the show uh, do you make your living out of doing stand-up there you're, you're actually making yes. a buck out of it so i do i do a combination of things i work here uh yeah. three days a week and then i also have my own podcast which i make my oh, living go- off of as well oh, go on. what's that it's called the hot mess comedy hour the hot mess, mess comedy, comedy hour. hour give us the website if I mean, it's, it's on iTunes and all the usual mm-hmm. places. It's at hotmesscomedyhour.com. And what's what's on there? So that show, uh, it's myself and another female comedian. Yes. And uh, we ask, we interview comedians every yep. week. Uh, it's similar format to Keith and the Girl as, you know, they okay. are you, you rip them off. You, yes. you plagiarize. <laughs> a their, little their bit. Fair play, good. good. My, my co-host also used to be a fan, so <laughs> we, we both know the Just format. Just call it the stalker show. Yeah. Well, well, we have a different angle, so... We ask the comedian what makes them a hot mess in their okay. life. So yeah. uh, you, we've had people who have talked about their alcoholism. Yeah. My co-host has spoken about her eating disorder. But yeah. it's it's a fun show. It's like a yeah. it's like a screwed up kind of Howard Stern interview style show. Um, Isn't it amazing that um, in the I would say in the last uh, ten years um, that talking about mental um, health conditions, you know, on, mm-hmm. on this show we talk about depression a lot and, yeah. and male suicide and I've talked about, you know, being suicidal and mm-hmm. loneliness and eating disorders and, and sure. addictions, whether it be food, drug, sex, whatever it is. In the last 10 years, we've kind of come on leaps and bounds yeah. in the amount that, we well, still a long way to go, but the amount that we that people have been sharing publicly yeah. about this kind of stuff. Well, I think it's really important, like I, I started the show actually 
shortly after I stopped drinking. Okay. Um, so it was kind of a way. It also was a way to showcase sort of the stand-up world. I thought like, oh, there's all these people out here with so many yeah. interesting perspectives um, and also dealing with such interesting problems. And I thought it would be uh, good for someone who is dealing with a drinking problem or something to listen to someone else talk about it yeah. because I think it takes the stigma out of it. You get to learn about it. Um, maybe I can inspire someone to look into their lives a little bit, but there's so much shame around these things. Yep, yep. And I feel as if it's important for everyone to have an open dialogue because we're not alone here. By the way, if I ask anything that's too much, you can always tell me to jog and I oh, always no. catch that. Um, oh, I'm getting that vibe from yeah. you, which is why I'm going <laughs> ask in. Ask me anything. Uh, um, so you stopped drinking because it was a problem. Yeah, I stopped drinking probably, I would say, three years ago. I've had a few relapses since. Yeah. Um, but and did you, just, did you just did you just stop? Did you go to AA? Did you therapy? How do you how did you? So how's it working for you? It actually stand up kind of acted as my AA in a really funny way. Wow! Um, and I actually I went to my first AA meeting uh, a few weeks ago after I did a, a spin off show on the Keith and the Girl Network yeah. with our Booker Libby Phillips, yep. who is also uh, in the program, yep. and uh, we did like five shows about quitting drinking, sort of the whole process from yeah. start to finish. Um, but my particular story is that I would say I was a functioning alcoholic. Yep. I had a, a job in fashion. I worked five days a week, very mm. successful from the outside. And I was doing stand-up at night and then getting hammered constantly, yeah. uh, getting in fights. You know, I got a ticket for public urination and a disorderly hey. contact. I got tackled by a police officer. Uh, so I'm like this seemingly well-put-together person who's battling with this huge problem and kind of in pretty hard denial yeah, about it. Yeah. Um, and so it got to a point, though, that... I was trying to do stand-up and work full-time and deal with all these hangovers and continue to destroy my life yeah, in yeah. some way or another, and I just got tired of it. Yeah. I just thought, this, this has to go, because it's I can't pursue a career when I also... The, 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 you either pursue a career and a life, or you pursue an addiction. You yes. know, the, 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 the two, they kind of go hand-in-hand hand for a little while, but at some point, they're gonna, one's going to veer off. Yeah. Um, and the thing, uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time with alcoholics and drug addicts, and the thing is, it's horrific and it's horrible and it's um, it's a disease, you know. Mm -hmm. It's um, but but they are still responsible, you know. They they have to be responsible for the the actions and the harm they cause when right. they're under this disease, and it's terrible people around it. But flipping heck, some of it's funny. I some know. Some of it's really, you know, some of it's really really funny. Yeah, you. It's it's funny. It's fun. There's a spontaneity to it. I still do drugs, so believe me, I still have a good time. Yeah. Um, but. I think you just have to look at um, how much it's benefiting you versus how much it's hurting you. And at that time in my life, it was hurting me too much. But I also I also work in the comedy industry, and yeah. there are so many different people with addiction problems. So it's tough to be around. And by the it. way, I have to say, don't do drugs, kids. Andrea is, thinks she's having a good time. <laughs> she's having a miserable time. Don't. <laughs> Do drugs. I have to say that because my boss always thinks, because I, I, you know, I, had, um, I haven't had a drink or a drug for 12 years, and I had a relationship with both of those things. Mm -hmm. um, and I sometimes talk about, you know, when I used to drink or take drugs, and my boss says, Ian, it sounds like you're encouraging people to take drugs. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> trust me, I'm not, because I saw what happened. But I'm also, <laughs> when I put out that thing, hey, don't do drugs, as if the kids at home are just about to roll a fat one. Yeah. They're going to go, hey, this 44-year-old has been is... Put that down, but don't do drugs. Hey, Andres, uh, and, and, Andrea. Any way you like it. Stay steady. Stay there. We'll have a quick break, and then we'll be back with some more.
Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Hello, dear listener. This is Ian Lee, live from New York. Don't worry. Coming up, uh, we've got um, us having breakfast with Steve Gutenberg. You'll also get to hear the diary that we, uh, Catherine and I made when we got here on Sunday, um, where I went to Trump Tower. They said he wasn't in, but I think he might. I think the guy was in there. Um, but we're talking to Andrea Allen. Have I got you? Yes, there that we is go. correct. Hello. You are the associate producer of Keith and the Girl, which mm-hmm. is an absolutely fantastic show, and uh, I love it. And it was really weird meeting them uh-huh. after having them in my car and in you know in my uh, headphones and stuff uh, you're a stand up yourself yes how, uh, uh, how i don't know what the comedy scene is like in new york now and i know in london about 20 years ago if there was an empty room somewhere there was a club you know yeah. and there were too many there were too many and it was unsustainable and I think around the 2000s, a lot of them kind of closed yeah. down. I, I, and there aren't as many now. I, what's it like in New York? I, there's a variety of different places to do stand-up in New York. There's different types of scenes. So there's the clubs. Yeah. Um, and I'm in a few of the clubs, but I don't perform every night in a club. Yeah. I actually spent – there's a lot of smaller clubs or like art spaces type things, bars, music venues yeah. that there is stand-up as well. So – it's sort of there's different scenes as I imagine there is in yeah. London. So there is sort of the um, indie stand-up scene, the alternative scene, which is you know people with different point of views, and then in the city in the clubs, there's a what we call road hacks. Maybe uh, I'm maybe. here all week now. My yeah. my wife, uh, mm-hmm. she's a great lady, but exactly. I well, sometimes I just don't get it what she's doing with the with the slippers. What's you know that kind of ladies? Thing. Yeah, that kind of guy. Um, so it's kind of a choose your own adventure. There's open mics everywhere. There's yeah. a there's a, a place called the Creek in the Cave, which is in Long Island City, which is probably where comedians mostly hang out. I would yeah. say um, it's a club. It's also a restaurant. There's a downstairs like workout room where comedians are doing open mics every night, yeah. um, practicing in front of one another. Um, so it's it's kind of. I like to do as many different types of rooms as I can, yeah. um, but as you said, like with the oversaturation, I feel as if we're in a bit of a boom right now yeah. with stand-up. There's so many people that come to New York who want to be a part of it. There's always a new wave of comedians, and then you watch them get frustrated and then quit because it's also a fiercely competitive stand-up yeah, scene. Well, I remember, uh, Han, if you want to come and join us, then, then feel free. Come and jo- You'll have to share a microphone. I, I can only apologize for that. But, That's um, okay. Uh, Han also works on the show. What, what's your role on the show? You were you were the busiest out of everybody I saw today. Well, uh, I am in the uh, very prestigious role of. Uh, I thought it was cute that they called me an apprentice, but I'm a dang all intern. <laughs> and so, but you were doing everything, man. Uh, you know, I, I learned I learned from the greatest. <laughs> but you're a comedian as well. I am. That I am. And uh, have you always lived in New York? No, I'm originally from Kansas. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah. wow, the, the, the world-famous Kansas. Um, yes, absolutely. America's how, toilet. How, is it? I've never, I only know it from um, Wizard of Oz. I've uh, never seen it or been there. It's a great place to drive through on your way to Colorado, uh, really. <laughs> how long have you been in New York? I'm, gonna, this will, I'm coming up on uh, three years. And why did you come? Was it, was it showbiz? Comedy, 100% really? comedy. Yeah. Um, and how's it going? You know... It feels pretty great. I mean, like, I kind of, um, 
obviously I've fallen in with the right people. Yeah. This is a wonderful place to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and I, I feel really lucky to be here. So. Well, it's funny. I was going to say to Andrea that um, when I was – you could you could carry on. When I was do, started doing stand-up, it was uh, – people were doing stand-up because they wanted to get to a sitcom or they wanted a chat show. You know, they kind of saw it as a means to an end. And then about six months in, people go – Actually, this is really hard work, and I'm not cut out for this. And and you do have to be kind of really focused to to get anywhere doing it, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would agree with that a lot. And what are you playing similar clubs? You 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 were. Uh, cheered almost when andrea mentioned the club there oh uh, yeah the creek in the cave just because it's just like such a comedians 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 club it's, it's owned by a comedian a lady comedian a lady nice. comedian yes. do you know there's still a thing in britain where some people go <laughs> yeah okay but girls can't be funny um and there's there's still that kind of disagree with them wholeheartedly oh me totally uh, you know it, also come here because mostly women book our shows so really <laughs> is that how it works over here I'd say so. It is, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, girls can't be... And I think, in the, again, in the last sort of three, four, five years in the UK, that, you know, that recent, that attitude has, has been shifted around by, you know, there have been a few more kind of female comedians sort of rising to the top. But it's still, in Britain, a very white, middle-class, male thing. You know, you, you, you turn on the TV, and it's generally... You know, those white middle-class men that are doing it, that yeah. are standing there in their smart suits. The, the straight mi- white male is very popular here as well. <laughs> we also have that model. Yeah. I mean, I would say, too, like, whenever I book my podcast or any show that I'm involved in, yeah. I always look at it. And I want to make sure that there are a diversity of gender and races on it because of that situation um and it's not like i'm giving away this pity booking i actually think the women i think the women want so badly to prove that they belong here because there's been this whole stigma that women aren't funny and they try harder i mean i look at the women in the new york stand-up scene and i think they are way stronger than the men and it's not a bias because i'm a woman i'm not including myself and do and do you see them um you know women that are funnier than men not getting as far as men in terms of the career because they're women i mean i i think that that's kind of definitely going by the wayside these days but do you do you find andrea when uh you are booking your shows uh I, I book a couple of shows that i produce do you find that when men ask to be on your show they just straight ask and then when a woman asks she says she comes to your show first of all thanks you for having a great show uh shows you a tape and then ask to be on your show. Whereas men are just like, I think I'd be a great fit for your show. Mm-hmm. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I get that all the time. Um, I think, you know, it, it is a wonderful thing now that I think uh, female voices are wanting to be heard. Yeah. I think the industry is catching up and seeing the demand. Like Amy Schumer, for example, uh, she's not my favorite stand-up. I love a lot of her early stuff. I, yeah. You know, I love some of her, some of it, not all of it. But I think... The industry seeing her become this meteoric Goliath yeah. so quickly, I think they finally were like, "Okay, we need to pay She's attention possibly to this." Open doors. Yes, she has busted a certain ceiling open a little bit. That there's 
commercial potential there. By the way, you saying about men asking for jobs and, and women being you know slightly more around. I couldn't even ask anybody for a job. I'm just I'm just waiting for people to come to me because I can't even do that. That's that's my low self esteem issues. Is makes going no, you don't want me. I mean, well, that's that's the thing is that I think a lot of women almost apologize when they ask yeah. for things that they deserve. Yeah, yeah. And I now make a point of. I'm always polite, like the way that Han was, was saying, that is the way to do it. You have to respect what you're asking for. But I ask for things all the time because, like, wow. there are men asking tips. for it who suck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, you got that? I should totally have that. Hang on one second. I need to do a tiny bit of business. Edward. Hello. Please, may I have an out time? Uh, 57.55. Thank you so much You're indeed. I pre- Give us some names. Give us some names of people that we won't have heard of that perhaps we should be keeping an eye out for or we should actively seek out. And by, by the way, the great... I mean, I'm not a massive Twitter fan or technology fan, but it does mean that people listening in the UK, if you mention a name, that there's a strong chance that that person's going to be on Twitter or, you know, that there are going to be ways that, 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 that an act, a small act in New York is going to be able to be seen by someone in the UK. So give, give us a name or two. Uh, that- yeah, she was, she's writing down exactly the first name that came to my mind. That was uh, Aparna Nancharla. Aparna Nancharla. Now, who, who is she? Aparna Nancharla, I believe she's Indian. Is that her descent? Yeah. Um, she's already quite well-known in the United States, and okay. she's, uh, to us, she's majorly famous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she has a super dry sense of humor. She talks a lot about social anxiety. She's kind of like this inward, private-seeming person, yeah. but is so sharp and funny. Um, Dina Hashem is another female comedian who is big in the New York scene, who I've always loved. Great writer. Um, I'm trying to think. I know uh, I've put you on the spot. No, terribly. that's okay. Uh, Amber Nelson, she's no longer really in New York. She kind of travels around a yeah. lot, but she's someone who I saw so much in the scene when I first started. I was looking at this comedian and being like, "Oh my god, this woman is devastatingly funny." Yeah. Um, anyone else? Yeah. Um, the uh, the two go hand in hand just simply because uh, they have a wonderful show that they're getting ready to wrap up uh, called the warm up. But you can find them individually. The warm up. Yeah, you can find them individually on the on them Twitter nets. Uh, Marie Faustin and Sydney Washington. Uh, they are fantastic. Let's see who else here. I suppose we could give a shout out to some men. I'm going to let you name one man. One man. One Ooh. man. Oh, all right. Yes, Daniel Simonson uh, is wonderful. Uh, I love. Is he the Norwegian? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know Daniel. Daniel's wonderful. I know Daniel. We love him. Yeah. He's brilliant. He was on a brilliant um, series in, in the live. UK called um, House of Fools with Vic and Bob. Yeah. Daniel is hilarious. He's in New York now. Well, uh, is he? Yeah. Well, we want him back. Hey, listen, um, we've we, we got to go to the news. Uh, have you got plug websites, Twitters, anything you want to plug? You've got 30 seconds. Sure. To do it. I'm on Twitter at Hannah Biotics, H A N N A H B I O T I C Z. And then you can find me uh, more often than not on Instagram at, at Han, H A N N, Cowger, C O W G E R. That's it. There we go. Uh, Andrea, anything you want to point people to? follow my podcast, uh, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour, anywhere where you find podcasts, we'll be there. And you can follow my Twitter at Andrea Comedy, snag that name. Um, And also you can follow my Instagram at Andrea underscore Allen 88. Both of you've got my email address. Both of you emailed me that and we'll tweet all of that later on awesome. in the week. Thank and we'll you put so that. much. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. You are provided. You, you've looked after us wonderfully. Of course. Thank you. You are very attentive. And, um, you know, thanks so much for coming.
coming and chatting. Of course, I appreciate thank you. it. We uh, we are coming live from New York City. Catherine is um, being very quiet, which is a which is a joy. Don't handle the microphone. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed your place. We have to go to the ads. <laughs> Talk radio. Uh, by the way, I know we're giving out loads of Twitter handles and web addresses. Don't worry, I'm going to write a blog at the end of this week, beginning of the next week, and I'm going to post all of the information on there. So if you've not got any of it, don't panic. Um, your phone calls, please. You are listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hang on, Britain. Sorry. Was... There's a couple advertising for a nanny. They've lost five nannies because of ghosts. I don't believe that for a second. I don't. I think that story needs a little bit more investigation. You don't lose five nannies because of ghosts. What a lot of. Well, you know, I don't. I, I know what I'm thinking. I won't say it on the radio because it's libelous. But I'm thinking it. Uh, this is Late Nights with Ian Lee. We are coming to you live from New York. Um, Catherine is busy editing away in the corner. Um, if you want to call in, you are welcome to call in, dear listener. It's the usual number. It will cost you the usual amount. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Sorry, I'm, I was eating some pizza. The pizza here is just the best in the world. It's incredible. Um, and this pizza has been sat next to me for an hour and a half, and it's just kind of winking at me, and I can't eat it because I'm, I'm doing a radio show. But we're going to play some bits and pieces in a bit. Ed, do we have any phone calls waiting? Not at the moment. Screw those losers. In that case, what we're going to do is have a listen to this. Uh, uh, when we got here on... Uh, we, we are... <laughs> we've had to explain to our boss and our families, that we are not here, yes, it's a jolly, of course it's a jolly, we're in New York City, you know, we're, we're eating good food and we're meeting wonderful people, but we are running around like lunatics, we're getting up really early, we're having to set our alarms to get up, um, we are going out and we're meeting people for breakfast and we're, we're travelling all over the city and we're, it, basically, it's a pretty constant <laughs> thing that's going on um and uh, so we are recording all kinds of bits and pieces and if you go to youtube.com slash rabbit hole you'll see some of the videos that we put up there including um the, there's a very um 11 o'clock show styly one where we talk about high fives but 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 uh, on the first day, we got to the hotel, we dropped our stuff off in our rooms, uh, and we said we should just go straight out and record, you know, kind of the first things that happen, our first thoughts on the city, and, and just see where we end up. So please, dear listener, I invite you to uh, listen to mine and Kath's um, day one New York City diary. Hey, how come you've got no clothes on? This is for feminism, women rights. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me, uh, we're doing a show for um, for Britain on the radio. Okay. So, so you're you're in time. We're, we're in Times Square, are we? Yes. And you're you're naked. You've got some pants on, and you've got your boobs painted. Yes. How? What is this? How? This is for w women's rights. Yes, feminism. If if a man could go without a shirt, so can we. So we make it a little bit more creative with yeah. paint, and we take pictures for tips. You're saying tips. Yes, tips. Uh, and um, how, how is this promoting feminism? How is this promoting feminism? Yeah. Well, we out here 
with no shirt on. I can see that, and you know, yep. Yeah. <laughs> you still not. Ex- I'm nervous. I don't want to touch you. You've still not. Ex- you don't mean you don't. You be nervous. Although you're the one with your boobs out. You've still not quite explained with my hand how this is promoting women's rights. Um, I don't really know how to explain it. Okay. But we out here for a movement. This is feminism. There's a movement free going on. Free the nipple. So we come out here and paint, and we we take pictures with tourists from all over different yeah. cities, states, and we make money that way, and, and we yeah. donate it. We donate it to um, um nipples. Yeah, nipples. Free the nipples. Free the nipples. Free the nipples. Thanks. Have a great day. Free your nipples. Hey, can I ask um, with the nipples? No, 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 no nipples. You don't want to free the nipples? I am free. Your nipples are free? Okay. Alrighty. Um, this gentleman looks like he's enjoying... Excuse me, sir. Are you enjoying the nipples? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm enjoying the nipples. They're nipples. Everyone's embarrassed to admit they're enjoying the nipples. Sir, are you enjoying the nipples? Sorry, no. No? Okay. Don't be um, embarrassed. When does Buzz Lightyear? Let's go. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear's over here. Hey, Buzz, are you enjoying the nipples? No, Buzz does not enjoy nipples. None of the plastic toys have nipples, do they? Have you got nipples? No. No, no nipples for Buzz. Not like an interview. You're okie dokie. No, me neither. Okay. Well, well, well. Have a look at this. Your actual Brill building. The Brill building. We're just walking down. We're trying to... We got a bit lost and we were on, we're on Broadway. And we just saw this building, which is being renovated. Brill building. Where all of the um, great songwriters of the 60s, the American songwriters of the 60s would come here. Your Carol Kings, your Neil Diamonds, your Neil Sedakas. They would come here every day, um, nine o'clock in the morning, go up to a little booth and sit there and write songs and throughout the day would go off to Don Kirshner and say, hi, I've written this song. It's I'm a Believer. Do you think you can sell it to anybody? And this is it, man. This is where most of my favourite music was written. In here. The Brill Building. Your actual Brill Building. I'm humbled. Well, we're just wandering around New York trying to find the spot that John Lennon was gunned to death and lo and behold, Catherine, look where we've turned up. It's the Trump International Hotel and Tower. It's where the whole world was gunned to death. Now, I've got a plan. I'm going to go in there and see if I can speak to Donald Trump, the the president of America. This is a bad idea. Why? One, because uh, we haven't asked permission. Two... He's playing golf somewhere. It's a weekend. You, Catherine, this this is this is your problem. You've not got um, the balls. I'm going to go in there. Okay. I'm going to secure an interview with Donald Trump, okay. and um, I'm going to show you a thing or two about how to do radio. Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll see you in about two minutes when your ass hits the sidewalk. Okie doke. Right. I'm going in to Trump International Hotel and Tower to speak to Donald Trump. Now, 
hang on a second. They have a rule about crossing the road, like in the middle of the road, don't they? It's yeah, jaywalking. jaywalking. Can you get shot for jaywalking? Well, uh, there's only one way to find out. Here we go. I'm going to go and speak to Donald Trump, the president of the United States of America. Here we go. Is he here? No, this is John George Restaurant. So oh, am I in the wrong building? Yes. yes. Is it? Oh, is it next door? That's the private residence. So he's not there either. Is he not there? No, this is in any location that has affiliation. <sighs> I've come all the way from London to speak to, with Donald Trump. This is not the right location, sir. Where would Where would I need to go? No idea. Oh man! Yes. Can you do a Donald Trump impression no. for the radio? No. Oh man! Can you can I ask a question? Can the police, if you jaywalk, can the police shoot you? No. No, they can't. Perfect. Thanks very much. Thank you. <sighs> Going to be honest, it was a little bit disappointing. I suspect, I suspect he was up there, but they just didn't want me to talk to him. Yeah, he's in there, but it, they. Um, the security um, said it's probably best not to go and talk to him and to come back later when it was a bit darker under the cover of the night. So that's that. Um, let's go and find where John Lennon was murdered. Oh my God, that's it. That's it. That's it, Kath, blimey. Let's go and have a look. I feel a bit weird coming to a tourist attraction uh, yeah. where someone was murdered. Look, there's the guardhouse that you see on the um, newsreel footage and stuff. It, yeah, it is, a, it is a weird thing. Um, this is really strange. I've been to New York maybe six, seven times. Oh, there's an ice cream van. It's here. Um, and I've never come. It's a, it's a little bit further up this road that runs parallel to Central Park than I was expecting. Flipping it, this is really weird because I've seen this on the news. I've seen photos of it in, in, in you know, books and online. I've seen reconstructions. Um, and this is it. And, and this is it. He got the car. Very noisy. The car pulled up here. He got out. Mark Chapman came up to him. Excuse me, excuse me Mr. Lennon. Boom, here. The, there's the guard's booth there. I mean, it really is... It's an incredible building in a, in a city that is um, full of steel and glass and lots of new buildings. I mean, I, this probably isn't that old, but it looks very gothic. There are these huge gas lamps outside. and hu I mean, huge. What, what's that? Three foot from top to bottom? Gas lamps, these in ornate um, gates that lead off to a dark kind of entrance. There's a bronze gold-coloured guards booth with a guard. There's more of these lamps. These amazing windows. I mean, huge windows. Um, my um, 
architecture terminology is not great. I would say this is kind of gothic. It's got a gothic feel to it. It's a really imposing building. And boy, oh boy, doesn't it stand out when you turn around and look at all of the other buildings, these kind of bland brown bricks. And then you've got this amazing thing. It's, in, it's incredibly beautiful, but very dark and sombre. You can totally see why they used it for Rosemary's Baby. There's something quite, I don't know, quite spooky and demonic about some of the, um, some of the, I mean, the, the raw iron gates and, yeah, very spooky. Well, that's the Dakota building. Let's, um, let, let, i tell you how we can make this work. Let's pose for photographs, but we are getting the photographs because this is where they filmed Rosemary's Baby, not because of the other thing. How's about that? Okay, fair enough. So, I'll be the Antichrist. <laughs> Let's do that, and then we'll head off into Central Park. Well, having uh, left the Dakota building that's over there, we've come into Central Park, and here is the uh, John Lennon Memorial, and it's... Uh, I remember I brought my mum here when I brought her to New York about... When did we come to New York? Gosh, it must have been about nine or ten. It must have been about ten years ago. And uh, we brought my mum here, and she loved it. And there was a fella scattering rose petals, then asking for a dollar afterwards. But it's a place where people, you know, it's nice and chill. People come and hang out, and they sing songs, Beatles songs, and they have their pictures taken. I can, I can see three guitars, all primed and ready to go. Um, but you know. I'm going to go this way. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Good evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee, live from New York City. We are in the studios of Keith and the Girl. If you don't know who they are, they do a fantastic podcast. Uh, it's very funny. It can be quite rude, um, and it's brilliant, and they do it every single day. Uh, and in the last hour of the show, you're going to hear a chat that we, uh, Catherine and myself, did with them earlier on. And also, if you missed it... Uh, I recorded um, a show with them today. Is Andrew? Is, is the show that we did today? You can. We can have to. We're all sharing microphones. Hello. Is, is that up for people to download now, or does that go up tomorrow, or how does that work? That show will actually be out Friday. Friday. But if you go to the Keith and the Girl Facebook page, yes. which you should, there's of plenty of entertaining things there. <laughs> you can watch. Uh, their interview yes. of you guys yep. on the Keith and the Girl show. Um, it's all like a Facebook Live, yeah. but you can watch the whole video Brilliant. thing. So watch it there or check out the show on Friday, KeithandTheGirl.com. Thank you very much indeed. There you go. You see, that is that is excellent selling, which is uh, something me and Catherine, we need to learn how to sell. We do. We really do. Uh, you finished editing now? I have, yeah. Are you Thanks sure you're editing? You weren't just uh, up, updating your Facebook I status? In, uh, well, I was enjoying I was enjoying the interviews if I'd heard it for the first time, but mostly I was listening out for F-words, C-bombs. <laughs> I was showing stuff. off to them quite a lot by my using my um, bad language. But they're very show-offable. I mean, they're the sort of people you want, you want them to like. You want to impress. Uh, Andre's on the line. Evening, Andre. Uh, hi, another, another dollar. Isn't it? How's it going, Ian? Yeah. It's going well, very well. Thank you. Yeah. 
How's the Big Apple then? Good? It is, um, very American, yes. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not, it's actually, it's very, it's very cosmopolitan. Oh, that's what I like to hear. Um, yeah. like London? Uh, well, no, I don't... Oh. I'm no, oh, not uh, interested in oh, what I'm saying. Of course he isn't. No. Uh, as, uh, as Kirby like in it? Well, I'm why don't you curvier. ask her? I'm getting curvier, Keith, quite frankly. Uh, Keith. Oh, um, nice. Andre, because, uh, oh. um, I'm eating a lot. Don't worry. He's not interested in any uh, of the answers what? that we say. He just wants oh. to get to a gag. Go on. I'm going to guess. That's why I'll give you a quick ring say again. All right, that sounds good, yeah? Have you ever... Been yes. Have you ever been to New York yourself? I'm going in September, actually. What are you going it's for? Cheering. It's Ed Sheeran. in the you're going, to, you're going to New York to see... Yeah. Hang on a minute. Is this a set-up for a gag? No, it's true. You're going, to, you're going to New York in September to see Ed Sheeran. English yeah, Ed Sheeran, really? from England, who lives in England. Who, and does shows yeah. in England. Mm -hmm. You're going to go to New York to see him. Yeah, because it's good. It's all... It's three nights in America. It should be good, Yeah. Well, apart from in the Ed Sheeran bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ed what's your favourite? What's your favourite Ed Sheeran song? Uh, probably well, loads. I like them all. You like them all, do you? Okay, name one. Yeah. Sing us a bit of one, Andre. Oh no, I can't. Yeah, not now. No. I've only called you to say you know, I'm really not. My favourite Ed Sheeran song is the only Ed Sheeran song I know. It's also my least favourite. <laughs> She fell in. She she played the fiddle in an Irish band. She fell in love with an English man. That song is pig. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Ian, are you an English man in New York at the moment? Uh, yes. Don't forget, English man walk. They never run. Yeah, that's the song. That's another song for you. Thank you very much indeed for calling, Andre. Hey, Andre. Yeah. You know when you make a sandwich. Yeah. What ingredients do you need? Uh, oh, let me think about this one. You think Butter? about it. Yeah. Uh, cheese. Yeah. Um, sauce, pickle. Possibly, sauce and pickle, yes. What would you, what, so that's the filling of the sandwich. What would you use for the outside of the sandwich? Uh, nothing. Well, then that's not a sandwich, is it? No, that's just cheese no. and pickle. Of course it is. What, 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 you need two slices of? Um, dough. Flip it. Oh, no, Brad. Thanks for calling, Andre. 0344 499 1000 is the... That was harder than I expected. Mm. I don't know why I, expe I expected it to be easier than that. Cleo's on the line. Good evening, Cleo. Yodling! All right, man. Hey, Flip, look at his yodeling my name. This is wonderful. Yeah, yes, yes. Practicing the yodel thing. Practicing yodels. I'm, I'm practicing yodeling every single day. Yes, sir, go on. I've got a question for the New Yorkers in the, in the um, little room there. Yes. But there was a documentary many moons ago yes. about people living under New York. Oh, I, I had someone recommend that film to me, and I, I, I found it quite oh. dull. Did you? I loved it, mate. Well, I say dull. Well, I only watched the first minute. I, I have a very short attention span. I am an MTV generation, so I, 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 in fact, I don't even know if I watch that much, so I take back everything I've just said. <laughs> but like a typical modern human, though, Yes. I watched it thinking, oh, that's just, that's awful, and, did it, yeah. and then just completely forgot about it. Yeah, so I want to know if they still exist. Um, yes, they do. I can tell you that. Um, yes, they do. The little people living underground. I hope that answers your question. 
And those are the ones. Hey, listen. When 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 we come back, right? I I, I mentioned this yesterday. This is happening. This is happening. I have uh, discovered something in New York that's better than any drug, better than any relationship, any sex. Any it's better than anything. Chocolate cola. See, I don't know. But oh, shut up, man! You 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 do know. You do know, Cleo. You just don't want to admit that you know. And I am going to become Britain's. I'm going to become Britain's largest and indeed only importer of chocolate cola. And I'm going to make it. This is how I'm going to make my millions. It could make a lot of money, mind. It has to be said. But yeah, I'm going to make millions. I revere chocolate so much. I can't really imagine the thought of it tarnished it's with Coca Cola. It's not tarnished with cola. It's improved upon. Can you imagine, right, the high yeah. you get from chocolate, which people get, what, yeah. was it endorphins, the release or something? Sure, why not? But, but can you imagine that? And if they still had cocaine and coke? Um, y- yes, I can. Im- it's, isn't it weird that they did used to put cocaine in, co- in coke? I think that's the, uh, the craziest uh, thing in the world. That's <laughs> amazing. But because it was a tonic, it was sold as a tonic, wasn't it? So it would they'd go, hey, this will make you feel better. Yeah, of course it will for two hours, and you'll talk rubbish, and you'll think you're a game <laughs> show host, and then you'll come crashing down after you've bored everybody senseless. Anyway, can I teach one of your guests some Jordy? Um, no. You don't want us to do that. Well, well Captain, no, because Captain we have a limited <laughs> we have limited technological facilities here, <laughs> so that make that make. Oh, why right. did you? Oh, I don't like. I can teach you, Geordie. Why, hey, man? Yeah. yeah, that's just quite good. You, you sound like an, an Indian doing a Geordie accent, basically. Though. Why, hey, man? That is what I'm talking about, oh, man. <laughs> I'm gonna come over there, man, and I'm gonna sort you out, like. Oh. That's uh, it. Oh. This is, it's Even Catherine, I man. I am hovering around um, Geordie there, and I think you should appreciate that. Why, well, I might not yeah. like to go to shops and buy some bread. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Um, how the Brill Building was in that little package we played, wasn't it? I think. Yes. How amazing was this? We're walking down the street, getting the funniest looks from everyone we meet, um, and we were a bit lost. And we were trying to find somewhere to go. Uh, and then we just we were stopped and we were kind of looking around. And then suddenly I went, man, this is the Brill building. This is the Brill building where loads of my favourite songs were written. I'm a believer. Um, the Locomotion would have been written in there. Um, Cherry Cherry by Neil Diamond. Calendar Girl by Neil... They were all written in this building. Where Carol King met her husband. Yeah. Carol King, at the age of 14, would go uh, would go in there knocking on doors saying, hey, I'm a songwriter. Would you like to hear my songs? My name is Carol Klein. I yeah. can play the piano. Incredible. Wonderful. And it was a real thrill uh, because going to the vibe at the Dakota... Because of what happened there, and also because it's a weird-looking place, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a very, very dark um, vibe there. Very dark vibe indeed. Um, and uh, it was kind of negated completely by going to the Brill Building, which was, was I mean, it, it, you, you couldn't look in, you couldn't go in. It was being redone, so all the windows were boarded up. But the, what a joyous, celebratory place to walk past. Yeah, it's like the Palace of Pop Music. Yeah, it's, it's where Boyce and Hart, you know, would, would, well, well, Boyce and Hart were more in L.A., but they did stuff there. Neil Diamond, Neil Sadar, all these people were there. It was just in, incredible. Hey, Ed. 
Hello. Did we hit the dump button? Did we say something bad? No. It just came up on our screen, dump. No. Yes. Well, I, I, you, I did just take a- Are you censoring us? I did just make your screen flash to take something off it. That okay. could be it. Okay, well, it said the word dump came up, and me and Kath are go- uh, going, hang on, did we say something I think rude? Ed might be censoring us, like every time we talk about the monkeys or pop music. Yeah, it makes, uh, he, he, he makes a, a, a good point. Perhaps we, um, perhaps we should be censored. Um, and I don't think we can ever talk enough about the, um, uh, the joyous event and also the horrific event that was um, Ellen Stardust <laughs> Diner. That right. was, I mean, wonderful, but terrifying and... I, I, you know, yeah. I, I think I'm going to need to work through a lot of emotions after spending an hour in there. I'm definitely a friend of a friend of Dorothy, right? But yeah. even that, we might, that might have been virgin on two camp for me. <laughs> it was wonderful. I went, we went in there, and it, it, your face lit up because yes. you kind of caught the vibe straight away. I, well, I, my face lit up because I kind of thought that they might ask me to get up and sing Frank Mills from Hair, and as you know, my <laughs> rendition of Frank Mills is second to none. Well, but they didn't. Mm. So that disappointed me. No, and I said, "Why don't you go and ask?" But you didn't dare because actually they all got up and they all had proper Broadway yeah. voices, it's didn't the, they? The, the vibrato. I struggle with the vibrato. That's, yeah. that's the thing I oh, struggle. To be with. honest, some of them were struggling but with steady, the vibrato. Steady, oh, they were a bit. Come on, steady, steady. But, you know, it's hard. It's unusual for you to be the mean one. I know, but it's hard to yeah. wait tables and sing. So I'm going to cut them some slack. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and uh, you know, the food was great. Oh my goodness. The f- this is the, the thing. The food is big. So, Juicy, when we went, um, and you were, you're going to hear Steve Gutenberg in a couple of minutes, with the, 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 the chat we had with him today, the nicest man in the world, and we met him at this, this diner and his breakfast. And uh, the, the, I was admiring the size of the breakfast that were being delivered. But then did you see the healthy breakfast that was kind of like yogurt and f- all kinds of fruits, yeah. bananas and melons? But it was a fruit bowl. But even that was massive, and that was for one person. Yeah. And it was huge. Yeah. I so mean, it's like healthy, but in you know, in, in supersized portions. I feel like I. It's like the never-ending dinner. I get a plate of food oh, here, yeah. and when I finish and I can eat no more, and the belt is undone, and I'm feeling like they need to roll me out of there. Yeah. I look down at the plate, and there's the same amount yeah. of food on there. I love it. Oh man, I love it. And boy, oh boy, they know how to cook here. They know how to cook. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you'd like to give us a call. And you know, you guys, you know the score. You can call him, and you can talk about New York. You can uh, always keen to hear your New York stories, good or bad. You know, it, 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 you know, we're singing its praises because we have both fallen in love with it. But if you had a lousy time and you want to phone up and say you had a lousy time, that's fine. Any recommendations of places that you think we should go? Um, although our schedule is very tight, we'll tell you exactly how tight it is in a bit. Um, but also, as per usual, you can call in with absolutely anything. Anything you want to get off your chest, anything you feel that, is, uh, you know, you want to say, you, you can do that. Uh, even though we're in New York, you're still calling a UK number, okay? So don't panic about that. It's 0344 499 1000. You'll speak to Ed and he'll call you back and put whack you straight on the air. You're listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Thank you very much, dear listener. Now, 
Um, but uh, honestly, the, the, the schedule this week is, is packed. Tomorrow morning at 10, we're meeting um, Kenny Kramer, who Kramer was based on in Seinfeld, and we're going to meet him in the cafe where um, Larry David first met Jerry Seinfeld. Um, we are also then going to WFMU. See you later on, Han. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to WFMU, where we're going to uh, hang out there, and we're going to meet um, uh, Amanda Nazaria, who I've been kind of like, sort of, I guess, electronic pen pals with for the last couple of years i'm going to meet her which is a thrill and we're going to meet some of the hosts there we're doing the show from there tomorrow night is it stephen page tomorrow no it's john ronson tomorrow night john ronson and Maeve higgins doing the show so we're going to that thursday um now that the rabbit hole's been cancelled because the guy that booked the room was a trick um uh, we are going to be meeting maybe amani coppola for lunch we have no idea where we're going to do the the radio show from because we're going to do it in a hotel room and the hotel internet doesn't work doesn't work in mine have we tried yours let's try mine we'll try yours and see if we can get it to work in there and then thursday night that's Stephen Page live. And then Friday morning, we're meeting John Ronson. And then Friday night, if we can, we might go to Imani Coppola's art show. I don't, it's, it, it, it's action packed. Um, so we haven't got a spare moment. But this morning, uh, we got to meet um, uh, Steve Guttenberg, who is the nicest man in the world. I met him years and years ago when he was doing pantomime, and we have kind of kept in and, uh, in touch ever since then. It was the first time you'd met him. Yeah, and what a charmer. Oh, is, isn't he? Mm. And he, the, what's cool is he had a full day of interviews, like 20 interviews to promote the show um, that he's doing. Ballers. But he squeezed us in, ballers, he squeezed us in to do another interview. Ladies and gentlemen, we present Mr. Steve Guttenberg. It is, well, day three, I guess we can call this, Catherine. Wake up, Catherine, wake up. No, too early. Um, uh, we are been riding a lift for about ten minutes because every time we get downstairs, I go, oh, I forgot. So we've been up, this, and this is the last time we're going up, but I've not put any pomade in my hair. Mm. <laughs> Am I winding you up yet? It's too early, man. Okie dokie. But this is important because we're meeting Steve Guttenberg for breakfast and then um, filming with Keith and the girl. So I've got to look... Oh, hang on. I've got to look good. You never know. Steve might say... Oh, there we go. Steve might say... Um... Well, he's not talking to you because your hair's not done. Yeah, it could be. So let me do that. Right. Hair is done. I'm looking cool. Let's go and meet Steve Guttenberg. We've just shared a lift with a family, and this boy, the oh, this heat, the youngest boy, just covered from head to toe in bites, bruises, got a black eye. <laughs> that's uh, that's kids. Well, it's, no, it's not all kids because my eldest isn't like that, but my youngest is is covered in it. So is mine. That would be the sign of a really good holiday. If she was covered in all that stuff. Hey, look at this traffic. It's not moving at all and we are now a little bit late for breakfast with mr steve gutenberg um something's happening i don't know if a road's closed or something uh let's see if we can get a cab taxi oh let me squeeze in thank you very much man we are going today to 1725 broadway between 54th and 55th, please. Thank you. Right, we made it. Applejacks, um, diner. This is, look at the size of those breakfasts. 
That'll be just the ticket. Look at that fruit one looks healthy, doesn't it? Um, do we go in here? Yeah. Let's, um, let's see. Where we go? Ah, I'm with this gentleman here. Mr. Steve Gilbert. How are you doing, man? Lovely to see you. This is Catherine. Hey, nice to meet you. Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Hi, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Now, here's the thing. We met, um, we, we're trying to work out, I thought it was like six years ago, but I didn't have kids, so it must have been eight or nine years right. ago, when you were doing pantomime in the UK. Right, right, right. I, uh, we had an um, interesting meeting. Um, I was walking down the block, and you tried to hold me up. And I didn't have any money on me, and you were nice enough to say, well, how about I'll take your friendship? Exactly. And I said, okay, here it is. You did, here's the thing, Catherine, right? He did the thing that when he did it, I thought, oh, he's just saying it. He came onto the radio show I was on and, and, and was interviewed, and we were really excited, you know, because it was Steve Gutenberg. And then at the end, I think you may have just arrived that day or the day before, and at the end you said, um, you do anything tomorrow night? I went, no. He said, oh, well, if you fancy, you know, going out for a meal or something, here's my number. I was like, yeah. All right. Okay, Mr. Showbiz. R- smooth move. Well done. And then I thought, sod it. Do you know what? I'm going to call him up. And we went out for dinner. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> and then we and come you have and very make... good table manners. <laughs> Thank you very you much. You do. Nearly all of the food went in my mouth. Nearly all. And the rumors that you don't have good table manners are wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> and we met you for breakfast, and you were uh, a delight. Now, here's the, I've got a question for you. Eight, nine years Didn't later. Did you have Chinese food? We, we had Japanese food. Japanese racist. food. Yes. Right. We, had <laughs> <laughs> we had Japanese food where they cook it on the table. Here's a question for you. Nine years ago, now... How the hell are you looking younger now than you did nearly a decade ago? Time has gone backwards. You don't understand. This is 1973 right now. We've jumped at that time machine. You thought it was a boat. It wasn't a boat. Well, you thought it was a plane. Um, what are you doing? Have you got? Have you got? Is there? I'm going to tell you the secret. Go on. Clean living. Clean living. I wake up at 7 in the morning. I I go to sleep at 8 in the morning. I have an hour. I'm up an hour. And then I go right to sleep. Clean living. Everything, you you cram so much into that hour. I cram so much into that hour. Eight hours of work in one hour. Thank you for speaking to us, because I know that you've got a whole day of press. You're doing one of those junkets where... I'm on the... Look at that. Is it? You got a phone? Oh, take the call. Take it. Take it. Take it. This is ex- this is uh, a, a busy man. Hey, Kath. Steve Gutenberg. Twelve-year-old me is really thrilled to bits. In fact, thirty-nine-year-old me is pretty chuffed as well. About forty-seven-year-old you. <laughs> I'll tell you in um, about ten years. Is your sister? My little sister. My niece is taking a. Um, graduate school test oh, wow. to get into grad school for physical therapy oh, wow. so they're on the way and I oh, want to wish them luck excited. have you yeah. got brothers and sisters in? just one sister or? I do I have two sisters yeah um, older or younger both younger yeah. both little sisters one lives in Jersey one lives in Phoenix actually oh, okay. out in Scottsdale Phoenix yeah yeah um, and what do they do, I mean what do they think being Steve Gutenberg's Sister, they can't believe it. They just can't believe how lucky they are. Yeah, every day they. W- <laughs> uh, well, because my sister, say? my sister, kind of, I have a you know tiny little bit of a name over in the UK. My sister enjoys it. Don't so, be, don't be. Yeah. Oh come on. But sometimes, sometimes it winds my sister up. You know, she yeah, she can get a bit frustrated by it. Yeah. Well, I think it's weird being. 
the brother or sister or the or the parent or friend of a celebrity. It's weird because um, when you go out into public, the rules change, yeah. and it kind of sucks for. It's good for the celebrity, but it sucks for the people that are with the celebrity. It's hard. For, I've, I've found girlfriends I've had have found it found it hard that that. Uh, and this happened years ago, but people would come up and would talk to me sure. and almost sometimes actually even push her out of the way so that, sure. you know, she was almost non-existent. And that's tough for sure. people. Well, it becomes also you have to put on your celebrity voice yeah. and your demeanor yeah. and you have to be a certain way. And it cuts into their social time. And I've done it with my friends and some friends who are, have more celebrity than I have. And it. It's a pain in the ass because you really want to talk to them about, yeah. let's say, where do you buy the best nail clipper? And then someone comes up <laughs> and goes, oh, my God, I saw you in Star Wars. You were so amazing. It takes it out of it. And yeah. I think that it's a lot of work for people who are friends with someone famous. Um, it's tough. Yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it actually, even for you, the celebrity, you feel a little embarrassed. Like, oh, that, they don't know what a jerk I am. And they think I'm great. And your friend goes, I know what a jerk you are, Ed. I I think this whole celebrity thing is really weird. Listen, I wish that we could all do our jobs as actors, as 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 as, as presenters, as um, as actresses, or and and then walk away. But half or. 70% 70% of our job is marketing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which is what you're doing today. You're off to the Lincoln Center yeah. to do a whole day of interviews for, for your for ballers. For our new HBO show, the new HBO show that I'm on called yeah. Ballers. Uh, and this is the third season. And I'm, I've your been... Your eyes lit up there. You, you're proud yeah, of this I'm one. I'm really yeah. lucky. Well, Ballers, HBO, is such a great show. First of all, Dwayne Johnson and Rob Corddry, Richard Schiff, and all the people that Rob are on. Rob Corddry? He's, he's the kind of short, balding. Guy, yeah, not short. No, normal. Oh, is he not short? Regular size. Normal. Normal, <laughs> normal size. He's funny though. He's done loads oh, of. He's man. he's hilarious. He is a really talented yeah. guy, and so is Richard Schiff, and so is Dwayne, and wow. all the guys they have on it. But Rob Corddry is a, re- a super talented actor. Yeah. Absolutely, he's brilliant. He, um, I was watching a thing last night on Adult Swim that he did, um, oh, right. Children's Hospital, right. which is which was very very really funny. funny. Jo- oh, Josh Wheaton, who, who did yeah. that? Yeah, um, I've forgotten um, who, who created that, but a smart guy. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the village people? Yeah. Oh, village Cause not, people. Because not sure. a lot of people. Everyone goes, "Hey, I bet you don't know what his first Steve Guttenberg's first big movie break was." Well, actually, I do. The the, the first big movie. Have I got this right? It was the Village People movie. Well, you know, I consider the first big movie I ever did was a movie called Boys from Brazil. Oh, of course. And that yes. was a great one. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah. but the first big commercial uh, outing I had was Can't Stop the Music. I was a lot of fun. I got to know the Village people and, and Bruce Jenner and yeah. Caitlin. And, uh, and you're good friends with Arlene Phillips as well. The, 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 the I don't talk to her very often, but I see her on Twitter. Yeah. And of course, the great Arlene Phillips. And I was lucky She's enough. such a lovely lady. She was the choreographer. Yeah. And... Uh, Actually, kind of a co-director on yeah. the show. She's the nicest. I've met her a few times, and she is. I mean, she, I mean, she. I think she's turned seventy recently. She's still a flirt, Steve. She's, she's lovely. She's the beautiful Arlene yeah, Phillips, yeah. and I'm. Uh, I'm always uh, fond of, of hearing about her. And whenever, if I, I guess it was a few years ago, I got to see her in person, and we had a brunch. Really nice lady, and talented as heck. You know that. Um, we're in New York for the week. Me and Kath both love New York. We've been here a few times, and it's just, I think it's such a great city, and everyone has been so delightful. You didn't grow up in New York, did you? Yeah, I no, grew you up did, here. Yeah, you? born in Brooklyn. Okay. We moved to Queens, yeah. which is a, a little county, and then we moved to Long Island, Massapequa. Right. And I grew up there till I was 18. 
17. And then did you do the L.A.? Then I came back to Los Angeles, yeah. Wow. And um, I, I came out in 76, so I consider this my 41st year in the film and television wow. business. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. It's pretty wild. It is incredible to sustain it, you know, because... Yeah. Um, the, 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 it, it, Quite, quite often people will get a short burst of a couple of years where they're big and they're hot and then they kind of disappear but you've you've been consistent you've, you've I mean I mean there was obviously the pop career of the, the early um, the police academies and but you've been consistently making movies and TV been really lucky I haven't been a waiter since I'm 17 18 Were you, is that what you did yeah I was a waiter so to of course to, uh, like an, any actor you know to augment your income yeah. and I consider myself very lucky that at the age of going to be 59 I, I haven't had a real job in 41 years so I bless it do you um, how many auditions did you did you go to before you got the, the you know the, 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 the first job crazy enough my very first audition was a commercial for Kentucky Fried Chicken and I got it no don't say that yeah that never happened. No, I, it, it, it's very rare. But in in theater, of course, I was working before that, and I went on a thousand auditions before I got a job. Kentucky I got a fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. Finger lick. Did you get to meet the colonel? the colonel? I sat next to the colonel, Harlan. His real name is Harlan, and uh, uh, he was little aged when I worked with him, and he uh, needed a little help sort of getting around. Really and I, I thought the colonel was made up. No, he's a real guy. Is he really? He actually created Kentucky Fried Chicken. His name is Harlan. And um, he had a friend uh, that owned a um, uh, owned a a fertilizer company, and uh, he, him and his partner he used to call him Chicken Chit, Chicken Shit, Chicken Chit. Um, but um, he created Kentucky Fried Chicken in his own wow. uh, 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 kitchen and created a little store, yeah. and then it was bought out, and you know he made a, a ton of dough. This is why you got the job. You did all the research on Kentucky Fried Chicken, man. You got to do all the research. You've done a lot of research on the both of you, Uh-oh. and it's—I I can't even put it on the air. What have, what have you found out about Kath? She's bad news. Well, no, I understand now. She's living with Saudi prince, and I—I I didn't know that this was true. You're married, right? Listen, we don't talk about this. We don't talk about this. You should know this. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> uh, no, I actually—I tried to dig as far as I could on the two of you. Found nothing other than. You're stellar citizens. You love your country. You love your people. (laughs) You uh, donate to children's charities. You are donate children to children's charities. Children to charities. All I've heard is good about you. Steve, I literally have the biggest man crush on you ever. One one thing before we let you go. Um, you did say on the radio when you came on that we could sleep in your apartment. Yes. We turned up. We've been knocking. We've been here for a couple of days. We've been knocking. We've been knocking on the door. Steve, going through the mailbox. Steve, that was you. Yeah. Through the mailbox, your lips. Well, let me see. That is your yes. lips. Oh my god! You didn't let us in. Yeah, I, I, th- I, you know what? I thought it was someone else. We'll be there tonight. Okay, okay. tonight. At, at, uh, we go to sleep early, so eight thirty-ish. Okay, Pro- we'll be there. You promise? Of course. Should we? Right side or the left side of the bed? You can't have the middle because you know it's, it's either right side or left side. Both of you. I just want you to know. I love you, Steve. Love you too. Well. The dust has settled, and when I say dust, I mean my eggs Benedict and Catherine's locks Benedict. Locks, it turns out, is um, American for salmon. Um, Steve's gone. Uh, isn't he just the nicest bloke in the world? I really miss that guy. <laughs> you kind of... Uh, I noticed what you handed... As we left, you handed him what looked like a CV 
um, and you whispered, I, I, I don't know, it felt like you whispered in his ear, I'd be an excellent personal assistant, please get me out of this hell. Uh, I don't know where you, on earth you got that from, but um, I might have given him my phone number. Anyway, um, this is all happening, it's Tuesday morning, it's, it's just gone ten o'clock, um, but... We can hand back now to Ian and Kath, who uh-huh. are in the future yes. and um, are coming live. I'm wondering whether she's had a phone call yet. Catherine, has he called you? I think my phone might be on oh, the blink. Not winning more. Oh. Um, as I was saying, you should be live in a studio, future Ian and Kath. Yes. Is that correct? That, of course that's yes. correct. You know that's correct. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing the show, All you right. idiots. No need to be rude. Well, um, we just had the best time with Steve Gutenberg. I know no. you did. We're you in the future. You don't understand right, time guys. travel. Calm down. I'm going to end this here. I don't. I don't Good. like future Ian and Kath. They're very rude. I don't like you. I don't like past Ian and Kath. They're idiots. Oh, I mean, those two guys are so stupid. Why didn't he? Hasn't he called me? Good evening, Matt. Good evening, Ian. How are you? Uh, very well, Matt. I am absolutely loving it. I think your whole New York trip so far has been a triumph. And you are a genius, but uh, you, I know you don't like praise, so I'll stop saying. Well, but listen, may God bless you for that. Tomorrow, here's the thing: tomorrow we're, we're doing the show from WFMU, a, a, a radio station in New York that's really hip. Uh, Thursday, we were going to be doing it in the hotel. We can't get the equipment to work in the hotel. We're going to try well, cash rooms. Like, equipment, you? Well, exactly. So, but Thursday, we have Thursday and Friday. We haven't got anywhere to do the show yet. No. L- and this isn't. Hey, it's a little bit of theatre. We genuinely, literally, haven't got any where to do the show so if anybody knows um somewhere we can go and plug into the internet thursday and friday and not get arrested yeah, not get ar- and it's got to yeah. be a plug-in otherwise we just go and sit in starbucks and cane their wi-fi but we, uh, if anyone can suggest anywhere otherwise uh it's going to be dead air well i haven't got anywhere to suggest for that but i was going to suggest somewhere to visit um yeah go on uh, columbus circle which is um, up at uh, i think it's um 57th Street, uh, it's up by, just going up to, past the Rockefeller Centre, you go up towards Central Park, and it's right yep. on the corner of Central Park, it's the entrance, there's one of the entrances to Central Park, um, I put some photos online earlier on Twitter, um, what is it? Dancers that I saw there. Oh. It's, it's, just, it's just an area outside on, on the entrance to Central Park. But in the in the in the sunny weather that they're having there now, um, yeah. there'll be all sorts of stuff going on there. And if you just want to go um, the street theatre uh, and stuff up there, that's what it would be about to go. About ten years ago, um, I must have had a really well-paid gig or something because I brought my mum and my sister and her husband and my nephew Dylan, who was a baby then, eighteen months, two years maybe. I brought them all to New York, and, and, and you know it was a big deal because mum, you know, was is, is ill and was in the wheelchair, and it was it was kind of tough. And my sister went off with her husband and, and her son one day, and I said to mum, "Listen." Do you mind if you get if we get a cab? Let's go to my favourite record shop, which is now closed down, Bleecker Street Records, um, and then we'll kind of you know just wander back. And we wandered back, and uh, one of the best moments of that trip was we found ourselves in a park. It wasn't Central Park, but there were all these kids. I say kids; they were teens and in their twenties, break dancing, and yeah. me and my mum just stayed there for about forty-five minutes watching these break dancers, and they were, I mean. Properly, properly amazing. And, of course, my mum had never seen anything like it. And the thrill of being in New York with this music playing, beautiful sunshine, not as hot as it is now, um, and just sat there in this park watching these kids breakdance. Oh, it was... And she was over the moon with it. Yeah, they are brilliant. And there's some really talented 
you know, well, I'm say kids as well, but you know, they're not, not all of them kids, but there's some amazingly talented uh, uh, people that, that do that. They just, they just go and do yeah. it on the street. And also buskers. I mean, your, um, your guest earlier, the artist, was saying that she thinks that London, Man- London and New York are, are similar. But I, I think, you know, you said um, that London's not as friendly, which I do agree with. But also, the, the, the freelance um, street kind of theatre kind of uh, yeah. set up in New York is so different from London. In London, it's all a bit cliché and a bit... Yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't see much originality, but in New York... It- can literally go around a corner and find something you've never oh, ever seen Matt, before. We went to Central Park the other day yeah, and walking this, through, yeah. we heard this music. We we walked towards the music, like proper, really loud beats. It was brilliant, okay? Yeah. Well, one, there was a guy with a full drum kit in the park. I don't he know how the hell he got kit. there, but he was <laughs> giving it some. And then over the way, a load of roller skaters, right? And we are talking super talented, all ages. There was a woman there who must have been in her 60s, 70s, yeah, maybe, yeah. There right? was a lot of no. like, older people, actually. Yeah, yeah. people dancing and dancing together, doing their own thing. They didn't care. And also, I mean, you know, some of the dancing was a little bit crazy, a little bit out there. They yeah, didn't yeah. give us stuff. They did not give us... They were loving it. Uh, we filmed some of it. If you go to youtube.com slash rabbit hole, um, we filmed some of it. And, and Daniel Rayner, who is, I believe, a borderline genius and a listener to yeah. this show and an all-round good guy, has made a beautiful psychedelic uh, movie out of it. But you're yeah, right. right. In yeah. London, that's it's buskers at the bottom of the stairs in the underground singing Bob Dylan and R.E.M. You know, it's just yeah. it's mental. Yeah, but but and here it's it's all kinds of it's all kinds of creativity. There's, all, I think I, I I do think the similarities between New York and London are exaggerated because I I think yeah. I think New York is um, is a lot more creative and there you know maybe it's just we're seeing it through tourist eyes. I don't know, but yeah, I think there is a lot more happening here in terms of the arts. I remember the first time I went to New York, I was expecting it to be like it is in the movies, and you kind of you, you, you get into the city centre and you, you can be on you know Madison or Fifth Avenue, and, and you're thinking the buildings aren't as tall as they're supposed to be. This isn't you know it's supposed to be steel and glass canyons. Oh, but think, but the, fir- but the it, first but, time yeah. the first time I saw steam coming out of a um, yeah. uh, the yeah. grate in the floor. Gra- yeah. I, oh yeah. man, the middle of the road steam's coming. It's like yeah, I'm in Scrooge. This is working. <laughs> the, first went, the first time I went on the on the New York subway, that was an experience. Yeah, as well, different from London. I remember the, uh, the last time I was there, I think I got I had my, my mobile phone nicked while I was in the hotel. Oh, and they no. said, oh, you need to go, go down to the local police station. So we went, we literally walked into Hill Street Blues um, oh. to go and report my phone missing. And there were two police officers standing behind the desk just having a chat. And the guy was complaining about how his dog had refused to come in this morning when he was um, yeah. trying to get ready to go to work. And I just had it seared into my mind, this, this, this guy. just so He looked up at his colleague and just went, you know what? My dog's a dick. <laughs> yeah, I went. Forever. I went and I, I, I went up to some coppers today and was high five. I said, "Guys, am I allowed to high five American police officers?" The they video, went, "Oh, yeah. sure!" And then we high fiving each other. Do you know what's a shame yeah, yeah. though? The cabs—they've changed the gypsy cabs, so they're all kind of sliding door ones now. They're all modern, aren't they? They're not Whereas, like the old yeah. ones. And I remember the first time I got in the back of one of those, the old-fashioned ones, and we were being driven. I am not joking by a guy who sounded exactly like Woody Allen, right? Yeah. And he drove <laughs> us all the way into town from the airport and he was going you know the problem is my mom's sick i gotta go see her you know it was all this it, it was just <laughs> i was sitting in the back just enjoying a performance and then you realize no you're having a conversation with this guy and then today the cab driver the first cab driver not the second one who got us lost um the first cab driver this beautiful um sounding pakistani gentleman and of course i've spent time in pakistan so we, we, we're, we're there for uh, you know stuck in traffic we're chatting about pakistan and, and the heat mm. over there and how the heat that they've got in new york today ain't nothing compared to the pakistan Pakistani heat. Beautiful turn no, of phrase, I bet 
that man. Oh, yeah, go on. What was it? Yeah, what he, did, said, he said? He came over here and he said, for business, I, I love it for business, but actually, you know, it's a very expensive place to live. He said, you come over here thinking that it's a golden city. Actually, it's a golden cage. Yeah. Because everything you make, you spend. But listen, um, the, yeah, I mean, but... those guys, they work hard because they've got to make some bread. Um, dear listeners, it's an unsubtle way of doing it, but I haven't got any buttons here, so I'm dependent on uh, a secret coded language that probably you guys aren't hearing. Um, listen, uh, uh, we are here in New York. We are, we are live at the moment. In the next hour, you're going to hear some pre-recorded stuff. You're going to hear the chat um, with Keith and Hender, who are Keith and the girl. Uh, and the reason we are, and we're using their studio tonight, so thank you, thank you, thank you. And the reason that we are here is because you, dear listener, said, oh, if you're going, you've got to get in touch with Keith and the girl. So we did. Um, but also before that, another person that you um, told us about, you, some of you said there's this guy, an old man, who has turned his house into a museum. You must try and find this man. Well... Through a little bit of detective work, through getting the wrong address, through asking a postman, we found that man. Talk Radio. Uh, you're listening to Talk Radio, dear listener. Coming up, you will hear us as, in a quest as we try to find a gentleman called Mr. Pisano, who has turned his house into a museum. And after that, an exclusive interview with the brilliant Keith and the Girl. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I tell you what, it is so, so hot. It is Monday, 2.20, um, before the show, 2.20 our time, uh, 7.20 your time. Um, and we've just had a lovely little bit of excitement because... The, uh, we were planning to do the show from um, one of our hotel rooms on Thursday. Uh, we just tested out the equipment. Our boss was going, you must test out the equipment. Ah, it'll be fine. No, test it. You should just test it out. No, it'll be fine. Uh, we tested it and it doesn't work. So, uh, as of now, we have nowhere to do the show on Thursday, which is a little bit worrying, but never mind. Um, we've jumped in the car because when I said we were coming to New York, loads of you, dear listener suggested places that we should go and two of you and i apologize because i can't remember your names but two of you said you should go and check out this guy uh and it's a bloke called anthony pissarro and um he's turned his house into a museum now when i say museum it's not like of things it well it is of things but there's no theme to it uh, it's just from what i can make out it's just bits and pieces that he's collected and um some days he's outside his apartment and you can ask if you can go and have a look and he'll show you around uh, and some days he's not there so we've got a couple of hours to spare so i have persuaded catherine that it would be a good idea to see if there is a strange man standing outside his apartment and we can look in mostly i'm going for backup just in case you go in there and never come out again i think why you why do you always assume that everybody is going to murder me the man has turned his house into a museum. That yeah. is not average. That is, that is respect. You've got to respect that. It's not average behaviour, though, is it? Exactly. It's it's above average. Um, and I think you have to respect the guy's um, determination and... Uh, so you want to go in there on your own? Um, you need to come in as producer. Um, so... Yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. Anyway, let's see if we can find it first. Okay, we've arrived. Lovely. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good day. Well, 
Oh, have you got that rucksack? Lovely. And I left all the equipment behind. Well, this is number 100. And there's no sign of him. No sign of him. Let us... Uh, Let's go and have a look. I mean, is this the right street? I wasn't looking at the streets. Let's go and have a little look in here. Well, <laughs> his name's not on the list of name uh, list of names on here, which makes me wonder if we're in the right street. Uh, so let's have a little. Look, see, and do some detective working. So, number 100, East 7th Street. Um, I, I, I get confused with the street names. Let's go and have a little look up here. This looks like a mailman. Excuse me, we're looking for Anthony Pissarro. Oh, Pissarro? He's right there. 102. 102? Yeah, stuff is in the window. Thank you, that's it. Right He's here. famous, yeah? Yeah. For his house is like a museum. Yes. And we can just go and knock on the window, do you think? Um, you might have to go in. You might not hear the window. Okay. Thank you, man. This guy, was, um, we've come all the way from London. Okay. Right here, 102. 102. Beautiful, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is incredible. The window's got a grandfather clock. It's got... Um, Two-headed dolls. Have to go all the way to the back and lock the door on the left side. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, the mailman's just uh, let us into the building. I guess this is. Uh, which one? Is it all the way to the building? The knock on the left. Anthony Pissarro. Yeah, Anthony, Mr. Pissarro. Somebody said to John. Hello. Hi. Somebody said, what's your name? My name is Ian and this is my friend Catherine. Ian We're from the UK. We're from the UK. Somebody said I have to go for you. Yes. I'm hot. Man, it's a hot day, isn't it? Yes, very. <laughs> it's so hot. Wow, this is incredible. No, that's okay. He's very famous, you know this. Oh, no, I didn't. He's famous. Yeah. We, we do a radio in, a radio show in the UK, and my listeners told me about Mr. Pissarro. Oh, okay. Somebody here from England to see you. You said you're very popular. Yeah, you're a big star, Mr. Pissarro. Thank you. Hello, Mr. Pissarro. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, sir. How are you doing? All right. I thought it was uh, Harry Carter Carley. Harry Connick Jr.? Yes. <laughs> we, my name's Ian. This is my friend Catherine. We're from the UK. Can I help you in any way? We 
we're from the UK and we do a radio show. Yes, sir. And my listeners told me about your amazing museum. Could we come in? Why not? Thank sure. you so much. Sure. Do you mind if I record this conversation for the radio? No, no, no. Thank you, oh. sir. Sure. And thank you very much as well. Why don't you sit and make yourself comfortable? Thank you. This is, we have, um... Yes, sir. We have been told by my listeners, we're in New York for the week. Uh-huh. Loads of my listeners got in touch and said, you've got to go and find Anthony Pisano. Pisano. Pisano, Pisano, sorry. Um, no, that's all right. Be- um, because uh, you're, you're a celebrity. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. But, but, but if that's the case, can I be of any help? We were just uh, wondering if we could look at your wonderful... Do you still show people oh, sure. your wonderful home? Yeah, in the evening, yes, they come over. I used to play, but I don't anymore because I have uh, arthritis. Used to play the piano. Yeah, yeah. This, this unit here. Oh wow! Oh, I can see you got. Oh yeah. Is that a grand or a baby grand? This is a grand. That's stunning. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Would it be possible to look around, or should we come back this evening? I would appreciate that because everything is all jumbled up yeah. inside, and. Y- y- you, I mean, you're at, at liberty, liberty to do whatever it is that you feel you can do, but it's, it's so congested in there. How about if we came back at about 7.30 this evening? Ideal. Would that be okay? Ideal. Perfect. Yeah, well, sure. we'll see you then, sir. Okay. Would you like to take my number just in case? Yeah, let's, uh, that's a really good idea. Let's take, uh, let's take your number. Have you got a pen and paper, Catherine? I have a, I've got paper, but do I have a pen? Hang on, I think this young lady might have a, a pen. This is, I mean, from what, what we can see just in the entrance here, this is amazing. Huh? <laughs> Incredible. What's that? What's your name, sir? My name is Ian. Ian? Ian Lee, and this is Catherine, Catherine Boyle. Boyle. Uh, your eyes light up when I mention Catherine. Well, you're a charmer. That's a beautiful. That's a beautiful name, Catherine. Oh, thank you. Sure. Thanks very much. Catherine the Great. Well, exactly. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right with you. Thank you, sir. I'll get you a pen or a pen. I've got a pen. Already. We've got a pen. Have it? We have one, Mr. Pisano. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. And you have paper? We have paper, so if you give us your number. And in the event that you should decide to come over, uh, I would prefer that you call so this way okay. you know I'm here. Yeah. Instead of going out. Okay, we will, we will give you a call this evening sure. around 7 to see my if you're pleasure. free. My pleasure. I look forward to seeing you again. I will look forward to seeing you. Thank you very much. Can I check the number again? Three, Three nine, nine, zero. Zero. Got it. Mr. Pisana, hopefully we'll speak to you okay. later on. And thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Be careful where you're going. Take care. See you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Um, golly gosh. Okay. At, I mean, a very old gentleman in his late 80s. I would suggest possibly a little older. Um, but what a charmer. You see, every time he looked at you, his eyes. There was a twinkle. <laughs> I saw his twinkle. We, we couldn't see a lot. It was very dark in there, but it, I mean, and it's cramped and it's small. It's narrow. We see it all that, the way back. In that narrow, small hallway was a grand piano. I saw 
500 albums from vinyl albums and and the rest look like an absolute treasure trove trove um all right then well listen i suggest we go off and get a coffee because it's been a stressful afternoon go and do an award-winning radio show and then come back and see our friend mr pisano okay but not on my own all right okay uh you should phone mr pisano it's now the evening so give him a call See if he's up. If he's taking visitors. Okay. Hello, Mr. Bassano. It's Catherine uh, from England. Myself and my friend Ian came over to your apartment earlier on. Why are you speaking weird? And we wondered whether it would be okay for us to... Oh, he's sleeping. Okay, no problem. Sorry to disturb you. Can we try calling you tomorrow? Can we call you tomorrow? All right, wonderful. Thank you so much. Sorry to disturb. Bye-bye. Why did you? Why were you speaking weird then? Well, because he um, did a sleepy voice, so I was being gentle. Why would he... I must admit, when he said call me tonight, I knew he had no intention of receiving us this evening. Did you? Yeah, I did. Well, she was cooking his, I'm guessing, lunch, so I thought he was just trying to get rid of us for that. He, he had just got up, I think, when we got there at about half past two in the afternoon. Ah, that would explain the pyjama bottoms. Yes, it would do. Um, he, if he thinks he's getting away from us, that it ain't that easy to shake boilingly off your tail. Well, listen, maybe next time you call him. No, 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 no. What? Now he's got my number. <laughs> um, we are not defeated. We're, we're going in his house, um, whether he's aware of it or not, some point soon. All we have to do is wait outside for the postman. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Uh, that means we've got an evening free. Let's go back and edit the stuff we need to do. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Hey, dear listener. Um, well, I don't want to say I'm joined by Keith and Hender from Keith and the Girl because we kind of we, we've been hanging out all afternoon, haven't we? We've been joined. We, <laughs> we have been joined together in holy matrimony. Um, I've just been on your show, and it was it was a very surreal experience because I've been listening to you guys for the last couple of months. You know, driving to and from work and on the plane over, um, and then to see your actual faces with words. Yes, and what we learned is that we definitely put out a lot of misinformation about America that you learned, and so we apologize right off the bat for that. I feel like we were wronging you in a lot of ways, and I'm glad we learned a ton of lessons. Well, and also you, I mean, you've missed, Keith, you've obviously misunderstood Great Britain. It's not so great. No, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? He's kind of right, though. It sucks. You know, on your show, I was bigging it up because I felt obliged to, but it sucks. Uh, we should say because there, there will be get this. There'll be some people who don't even know who you guys are. Wow. Uh, I know it's outrageous to think that. Uh, but Keith and the girl is the is the podcast, and it's been going for uh, like twelve years or something. Um, Keith, my, your favourite question: What got you into podcasting? I'm joking. <laughs> I, we, you, you've just read out a brilliant um, interview request, and it's all those. So, what who got are it? you? What's your name? Yeah. When did you start? Uh, but I will tell you, Hendra's uh, brother knew about uh, the technology. My brother did separate. They happen to tell us about it, 
and uh, we looked into it and uh, started. Because you were uh, uh, what they call early adopters. Because I mean, yes, twelve years ago, it was not many people were doing it. He always downplays that we actually started the podcast for him and not me. Because I'm sure that feels weird with the the title of the podcast being called Keith and the yeah. Girl. It seems like he's very dismissive of me, and he is. And yeah. that's why I'm here on your show. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> you're, you're my favorite. Out yes, of, right. Out. You know, out of um, Keith and the Girl, it's the girl I like the most. Yes, I think after fifty, we're, we've now been doing it for twelve years. I think Jeez. after fifteen years, we're going to call it. Chemda and the boy, and just good luck to everybody about <laughs> pronouncing my name. But uh, we, we started calling it Keith and the Girl. We were telling you a little bit about yeah. this on our show because Keith said a lot of crazy shit that I didn't want to be a part of. Yeah. And so I'm like, can you just say She's like, what if Great Britain is great? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm just talking. <laughs> yeah, so part of it was to, you know, have anonymity for myself, and that ended really quick. And, and I didn't, I wasn't sure if I can talk as openly as Keith. He yeah. says absolutely everything on his mind. Yeah. But it t- <laughs> turns out I can. <laughs> well, how do you, by the way, you can't say shit on British radio. You just did well, but, 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 uh, You have Kath- to say it with the accent. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the, the more we say the more work Kath has to do in advance beeping it out so uh, well you know uh, do you ever because I feel that sometimes on the radio show I'm too honest and I give away too much of my do you have any kind of Keith any kind of barrier or anything that you know to hold you back I would say no but I'm a human being that'd be insane right so there's got to be something maybe we'll find it as we go but yeah, I mean, there's something. You're married, I just don't you? know it yet. That I can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but you're good. But does... does uh, I'm Jeremy Paxman. But does your, does your wife ever kind of listen to it and go, oh, man, why are you talking about or that? Or you didn't... Yeah, you did... You know, I, I complain that, for example, she leaves the cabinets open yeah. or a, a cl- otherwise clean towel on the floor. And I'm like, if you were at somebody else's house, you wouldn't do this. So how is it just disrespectful to me? It's like, well, you don't tell them about so-and-so. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't have all day. <laughs> Close the cabinet. That was the topic. Yeah. Cabinets. Yeah. And she left the cabinet open. She loves leaving it open. It's got to be passive aggressive. I think a divorce is, uh, is on the cards. It's, it's got to be. Um, the, the po- you, how do you get the guests? You do this daily. And we, you know, we do the radio show daily. And it's hard work getting guests of good quality. Hence that you've had me and Kath on today. I, I'm guessing someone pulled, someone pulled out at short notice. It's like, let's go, we've got those Brits, they'll fill an hour. We'll, we'll pretend it's going out. We won't actually transmit it. We'll just make them feel good. But you, you've got like a whole team working with you, haven't you, that do this? We do now, and it's absolutely amazing. Like, we started just in the, a bedroom in our apartment, yeah. the second bedroom, and we were, you see the, the table that Keith is sitting on right yes. now, I would sit on the corner of it. You see how he pushes me to the corner? You you know what? I'm yeah. glad you're here. This is very important for me to learn. Anyway, we well, this little divot, only one person can sit here and be in charge, obviously. Sure, yeah. and you're fatter. And be, be so. in charge. Is what you hear that? I'm right. being charged. Right, he's in charge. <laughs> you don't, He doesn't know that I called it Keith and the girl to be like, yeah, hey, yeah, you're totally in charge. Just here's the paper that we need to work on today. <laughs> but you got, is it Libby who we, who we got in touch with? Who's Libby's like, our booker. She's yeah. absolutely mwah, amazing. She knows the show really well. She knows the humor yeah. and um, she's on top of like, you know, some of the funniest upcoming and also well established. Yeah. And and we're so lucky to have her. We have Andrea, we have Han, we have uh, my brother Michael and his wife Maricela. Because podcasts in the UK is still kind of early doors, and it's generally it is you know two people in a uh, in a bedroom. Like I don't know if you know, by the way. Yeah. Uh, if you heard a little ring in the background, <laughs> now we have somebody to answer that door right now. <laughs> so like we don't even have to stop this. 
This is incredible. Yeah, oh yeah, 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> but podcasts in the UK, it's generally, it's, it, it, generally, there are exceptions, of course. It's a couple of people in the bedroom recording, you know, I nearly said on a tape recorder, but, yeah. you know, and uploading it on their Mac. Uh, but the thing we've noticed about the States is, um, it's big teams, some bigger than others, but there's, the, you know, the, there are yeah. big teams involved. Yeah, I think that's that's fairly new here too. Right. I think you know even the we have a bunch of comics coming here because we do put out five days five shows a week. Yeah. So we are fortunate to have those opportunities to meet with even more comedians, and they even still in the United States they do walk in here and go, "Whoa, this is a setup." Yeah. Because and oh, it's great. It's yeah. a great setup. You got the, you got a computer, mm, computer. The list goes on. Yeah. <laughs> Drapes. <laughs> There's a chair that we were passing around. <laughs> Between us? That's incredible. I know. Well, sometimes I think, well, we did it before Scaled Back. Why are we paying this extra rent for the studio where people are walking in and they're just shocked? Maybe we don't shock them with that. We yeah. just... But, you know, it, it is very convenient to leave your house. That's the, that's the thing. You leave your house. You go to work. You still take it home. But what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, can, I, can I do my American accent? Oh, please, please do. Oh my God. What are you going to do? I'm Tony. I'm from Brooklyn. And I'm going to shoot you. Wait, was I just talking or were you just talking? <laughs> Isn't it, though? Isn't it? It's it like a mirror. Yeah. Uncanny. I'm, I'm going to sell some heroin for the mafia. And then I'm going to shoot you up. You mother. Shoot you up. I'm going to shoot you up. I'm going to take you down to Chinatown. Yeah, we do do that. Yeah. And then, like, what would you do? Like, you're crossing the street and the cab almost runs into you. Get out the f way! <laughs> Open your eyes! Use your eyes! Your mother didn't give you eyes! And then poor Catherine's like, do I bleep that? I don't know what I... Are these words? But you, you did a terrible British accent. He well, does a terrible everything accent. I think that's a defense, but I'm not sure. Me and Keith are so similar. I, yeah, I'm, I do terrible. All of his accent, like he does the same. In the, my mother sounds the same as yeah. like a Chinese person just off the boat to him. as like, I'm Honda's mother. <laughs> in it. My mother's from Israel, but whatever. <laughs> It is uh, quite remarkable, the similarities, Keith, because I, uh, in my head, I can do accents from all over the world, all regions of Great Britain, right. I can, uh, all regions of America, everywhere. But when, they, when I hear them back on tape, yeah, they sound right. lousy. Right, because our head is like a shower. Sorry? Yeah, I mean, our head is like a shower and everything vibrates just right. Yes. But when you hear it back... You're hearing it honest and pure, and yeah. we're not that good at it. No, it's terrible at it. Um, what is, by the way, going back real quick. Hello. The the, the balls to call it uh, Great Britain. Yes. You guys stuck with Isn't that. Isn't it incredible? Isn't it incredible? Welcome to awesome America. <laughs> we say, you know, yeah, other countries get annoyed We say when we say we're number yeah. one, but you guys just call yourself great. Yeah. It's not yeah. great Israel. It's well. not fantastic Canada. Yeah. I think that's what Trump realized. He's like, all we need to do is put great in the same <laughs> right. sentence as America. And Make suddenly, us great, too. Sure. It, it is the most arrogant, right. na arrogantly named country, Great Britain. <laughs> I'm guessing it's from when we used to have an empire and we used to own the, right. we used to own the whole world. Isn't that some looking around like we had that one too. Yeah, and that one, and that one. I mean, admittedly, we had it by you know through slavery and exploitation and and, and but but we had it. We Who, owned it. Who's had anything without all that? Am yeah. I right? Hey, I'm here a week, huh? <laughs> I know I didn't, and I'll shoot them up. <laughs> Right? <laughs> was that me or was that Keith talking? <laughs> or did a Brooklyn guy I run through our window? The shoot him up that happens. Yeah. My That's name's funny. Tony and I'm going to shoot him. You come over here and I'm going to kick your ass. 
I will kick your ass. Now give me, I got 50 kilos of pure China white. Meanwhile, on the way here, the cab driver ripped them off. Can you imagine if he used this voice instead? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I go in and I do the, um, no, no, it's absolutely fine. No, yes, you've got us lost for half an hour and it's $45. Here, take 70. Take, take all of it. We don't need this. You need it more than me. You're Here's like a, blank, a blank check. You do what's right. You do. You do what's right. Um, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. We just started. No, no, we're going to take How a break. How many breaks do we take on our show? None. Yeah, because we've got sponsors and advertisers. Oh, good for you. Okay. <laughs> that's cash. Yes, that's cash. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break. This is Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. You're listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee. Um, we've got Keith and the girl. Uh, you know, by the way, um, that, that Libby, we mentioned earlier on, who is the book. Hello. So? Hello. That's hello, the way you guys say it. No, it's not. Okay, I don't know. We say hello. 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 Pleased to meet you. Very pleased to meet you. I am the Lord of Buckinghamshire. I am the Lord of Buckinghamshire. And I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm going to kick your ass! <laughs> and shoot you up! We can't, we can't do that in Britain. We no, can't shoot can't. people up. We don't have guns. Do you guys, are you jealous of that a little bit? Well, we uh, were jealous of it. Um, but then we see what you guys get up to with them, and actually... World yeah. records. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you don't need... Uh, but we don't need guns. But Libby sends out a very... Who books, books your show, Keith and the Girl, sends out a very handy pronunciation guide mm. for your name. Because I was, I was kind of worried about... Uh, and it's pronounced Keith. <laughs> Is that correct? Have I got that right? It's close enough. It, Henda's still getting it right. It's been 12 years. Okay, hang on a second. Now, hang on. I've, I think I've unplugged you, Keith. Hang on a second. Which is... which is, this is Some show you guys have. <laughs> Great, Bryn. So talk it to yours again. Uh, I'm doing a little talking here. No, sadly, it's still working. Okay, that's... <laughs> that's... Uh, it set you up. No, it set you up there for a little thing. So, Hemda. Have yes, I got it right? You've got it perfect. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, you get... You're talking about the guests you have, and you have guests every single day, and it's uh, it must be a nightmare to sort them out. Uh, worst guest you've ever had oh god oh. i don't know I, that's i think i can't of course name them but it's funny how you have uh somebody could be a great stand-up in a bad hang on a second you have gone quiet i don't know what's going on we're gonna do this uh you i was saying it's it's oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> i've tied hemmed her up in uh in the, the the rope here we go i'm over it <laughs> uh it's it's funny how somebody could be a fantastic stand-up and not a good guest and yeah. vice versa I, I think uh the bad guests happen to be the ones where they come off with this anything goes attitude or or th- or their stand up is uh ribald raunchy and yet to talk to them they're like oh i don't know if i can talk about that oh. i'm like but this is all i know about you i'm i'm reading what you told me about you yeah. and it's like now do, do we have to get into oh what well, so, so there's they, they come on and they go now nah, yeah I, I don't really want to talk about that right. kind of stuff yeah yeah and it's like okay but that's your whole album that just came out that you want me to promote oh. it's like no when it has to be in my setting do you know what I mean? but you're not you're not giving me something else and also horrible guests in general writers horrible why why well, it's it's almost so, not it's it's almost not fair because writers are used to you know being by themselves and working out their words before they even you know put it out there, yeah. and so now you're asking them to just kind of go on a whim and 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 respond and not not find the perfect words and then readjust them and whatever, so they're they're less of a personality. But you're saying you're just going out there, Keith, and saying they're the worst. Uh, in general, they are the worst. What I do allow them to do <laughs> is I ask them the questions an hour ahead of time. They rate it. They figure it out. They. <laughs> 
edit it. They run it through their wife, and then they can talk. Um, best guest you've ever had. And I, and I don't give me this, hey, we've had some great, this really, I want the best guest, the one where you went home and you just were like, this is it. We, we, we might as well stop now because we are never going to beat this. Uh, uh, how do you, do you have a, a you, best You pick guest? one. You pick one. You know, it's, can I, can I pick more than, I have different, okay. Because we have three. <laughs> we have three, and she would like to name all three. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I'm glad that we got a chance to talk to Greg Giraldo before he passed. Yep. Things like that are a very big deal because he's somebody that I knew from my childhood. He's somebody that I went to see live in New York, you know, in local clubs. And he's, uh, he's somebody that when I think of what's happening in the world today, I go, wow, it'd be really cool to hear his opinion. But part of me goes, you know what? Who knows? Maybe we'd find out he jerked off on somebody's face inappropriately, and maybe it's best that I remember him this way. But I'm glad we got a chance to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like people that tell behind the scenes things. Like, let's say we have uh, Jim Norton is on here, and I know that he was from Opie and Anthony, and there's strife between Opie and Anthony, and and he'll talk about it, not uh, you know, not mince words. Still, I you know, he's of course, I guess, watching certain things that he says. But I love that we have somebody on from Saturday Night Live, and uh, somebody did something on that show, very controversial, and. She's like, yeah, I don't mind telling my co-host you're an idiot for this. And I'm like, oh, I didn't. Ex- I asked, but I still didn't expect you to really answer, yeah. and you did. And what you're saying isn't going to change the world necessarily, but it's human. I, I if, just if you're human, those are my favorite. And that's, but you're right. That is the joy of your show. I think is is that you. That, that, that there's something about being in this this kind of studio. I say kind of studio, but it, it's very relaxing. And you you two are very good hosts. In the you know. Um, I mean, you're quite rude, King. No. But, but, Good, but, bad it's, <laughs> but it is, it's a very relaxed atmosphere you set up here, you know, that's a, that, which is a skill to have. Well, thank you. I think the key is that I give each person a microphone because it could be unnerving if only the host had the microphone and just points it at somebody and goes, no. now your turn. Now, he, well, the, what you're saying here is my fancy equipment that I've been showing off, I'm going, this equipment's great, it's really fantastic, it's broken, basically. Um, and I, d- I don't want to say it, but this isn't even recording now. <laughs> I'm just too embarrassed <laughs> to say, yeah, the lights are flashing and, the, the, you know, the, the things are happening on the mid. But it, I'm too embarrassed to say that this is actually not recording now. I did that once. I recorded uh, an interview. There's a, there's a film review in Britain called Mark Commode, who's brilliant. And I kind of had a man crush on him. Yeah. And um, we, we got him in to pre-record the interview. And I said to my producer at the time, it wasn't Kath, I said, you go. I'm going to sort this out. Let's leave it to me and Mark. We'll sort this out. And we had this interview when we, I recorded it it was in a proper studio and it was all it was lovely and we kind of bonded and we got on really well and then I sent the file to, to Eloise my producer to edit it and she phoned me up she said Ian what went wrong with the interview I said what do you mean she said well, I can't hear a word that Mark's saying did you have his microphone turned on and I hadn't turned it on so the whole interview is me going so Mark um, what's the best film you've ever seen <laughs> oh, that's brilliant you're so cool I haven't recorded it That's happened happened to us, for sure. Not that we didn't record it. I mean, it's definitely happened that we didn't record it. We happened to have backup, so um, that worked out. But we have lost the recording or the recording corroded or something like that. One time, we asked the guests to redo the show right on the spot, and we redid it. I think it was funnier because you had to, like, one-up your joke without making your original joke a behind-the-scenes thing. You had to explain your original joke and then one-up it. It was... was, not a good time. <laughs> but from now on, that's all we do. <laughs> um, it, it, 12 years, you, you, every day, have you ever, do, you, I mean, do you take time off? Do you have periods where you go, we're just going to have a month's break? Uh, we didn't, for years, we, at least I didn't, we didn't feel we had the right 
to take off. Wow. Christmas, everything. You know, Christmas Day, sure. But, you know, no Christmas break, no Easter break, that kind of thing. Uh, Summer break. Uh, It wasn't until a few years ago that uh, finally we're like, yeah, I think we've earned a week off. You know, and, and, you know, I know that's silly to other countries that Americans do work more, you know, more days and we don't treat ourselves right. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we of course we'll we'll take a little uh, break here and again. But no, for the most part, it's it's five days a week for sure. Uh, Keithandthegirl dot com, by the way, is the website. That's where people should go, and if they want to go and listen and, and watch and, and hear all kinds of stuff, and obviously on iTunes and all your usual podcast providers. You came to the UK when was that last year? To the UK? No, uh, that was actually like. Probably no. It was more than that. It was like eight years wow. ago. When when did you All meet right. your wife? Oh, it's another <laughs> test about my wife. Here we go. <laughs> she was in Ireland and we met at the uh, in England. Was she a fan? Keith and the girls show. Uh, she did listen. Yes. Oh, now that to me uh-huh. is highly inappropriate. That is grooming. I don't know if you have the phrase grooming over yeah, here. But I didn't know I was grooming. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was, she wasn't in my classroom. A, t- a technical uh, technicality gets you off the hoop, the, the look there. But uh, we've been together longer than five years, married for five years. So, so far, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Okay. Um, and, and what kind of reaction did you get from the Brits? Uh, everybody, uh, you guys uh, seem to understand English. So it really worked out. <laughs> we... Um he really enjoyed your newspapers because oh, your newspapers! Oh, wow. You're allowed nipples on there, and this is what American. This is how American guys respond to nipples. Look at his face. Look at that. The glee. Look at that. That's 15 year old Keith. We're seeing there. That's what page a, is that? It's like you call it page three. What yeah. page? Pa- page three stunners. Yeah. Yeah, I still remember page three. Eight years later. Uh, yeah, here in America, it'll be like. Is this scantily clad actress too much? And it'll take up five pages. Yeah. But th- there's no nudity where you just go, we're going to start your day before yeah. the news. Brexit on page four. Page three, nips. Page three, it's breasted. <laughs> it, but, the, but, but what is great as well is, is the good ones. It will have a little story. And it'll be um, uh, Keeley, 23, from Essex, thinks that it's great that uh, Theresa May was re-elected. And she's looking forward to a coalition with the DUP. Yes, but, she is. Oh, she sure is. <laughs> it is an incredible... They, was kind of, every now and then there's kind of a movement to get rid of page three and i think it's it's been i don't think the daily mirror does it anymore there were three papers the mirror the sun and the star and i don't think the mirror does it the sun cast does the sun do the sun still does it um and, and the star this is what you have a producer for hey catherine who has nips still? <laughs> hey, hey could they you look the the, they, they were gonna get rid of it but it was a big publicity stunt yeah. right they changed page. They changed, oh, you, they changed the number three, so that instead of sitting up, it sits like a W, but ah. it looks like a pair of boobs. Ah. They're, they're that classy. You could ah. jack out to even the page numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but but also British papers, because the American papers are quite reserved in terms of the stories. The Brit, we just publish anything. We don't care if it's true or not. But that's bull. I was about to say bull. You know the rest of it, but yeah. that's that's bull, and that's what the newspapers here will do. They'll write the full bull sh and then write a dollar sign and then t and we think we're being all conservative but we're actually just making you fill it in yeah so and in fact like you know a a few decades ago the male nipples weren't allowed out yeah and 
men fought for that, and now they can go free on the beach. We are actually fighting for that. I would love to show you guys my nipple right now, but then Keith's head will fight explode. Fight for it! Fight for it! Fight for <laughs> it! We, we went to Times Square on Sunday, and there are women there with their nipples out. Well, because uh, the law is that you are allowed to be topless in New York, no matter what. Wow. But, yeah, but we already have this culture of heckling and weird stuff happening, so, you know. But we went and spoke to them, and they had their nipples painted, and, right. and, and uh, I said, why are you doing this? And they, she said, oh, it's for feminism. I said, how is this helping? Genuine question, wasn't it? How is this helping feminism? She went, well... It's kind of difficult to explain, but 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 it is. But I'm a woman, and you will pay me five dollars for talking to me. Yeah, that was that was the thing. And then she said the money goes towards women's charities. I said, which uh, one? She goes, well, it's ah. difficult to explain. Oh, oh, see, this bothers me so much. And normally, like I've protested, and there was you know a couple times where people are like, "Do you want to be on camera about this protest?" And I say no because I will not stand on a platform yeah. if I am not ready to you know fully. If I was out with my titties, I'd have all the information, yes. and that's, it's a shame when you don't, but it's also a shame when you expect one 20-year-old to yeah. have all the answer for all of yeah. feminism because their tits are out. And I think, oh, I keep saying, uh, you, you can say tits, we're British. Oh, we love tits. You can say and look at tits. Yeah. Oh, titty tit tits. <laughs> they just don't use the bathroom. <laughs> that, is, that is true. We, don't, we, we still have our toilets outside. Yeah, so I think... Here's here's why I think you uh, so there's a movement called Free the Nips, yes. uh, and basically like wow. the more you look at the nipples, just like the more we look at male uh, upper bodies or you know assigned male at birth, um, the more you're like oh that's not a big deal. So if I keep showing you my breasts, it's your move to not go jerk off at home. I'm not saying don't jerk off. Yes. Go jerk off at home. Maybe skip telling me about it. Okay. That's what we're looking for. Okay. Well, I apologize for those emails that I sent. <laughs> I thought you wanted a log of what I was getting up to. Turns out that is not required and I will I will respect your wishes. But, you're, by the way, coming to America with that accent and you're talking to these Times Square women with their tits out and they're like, and this, is this the areola you said? <laughs> 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 I, but the thing is, I disagree with men taking their tops off. In Britain, when you get a, a, the first hint of sunshine, you'll see men walking around supermarkets with their tops off. That's inappropriate. I understand that. And, and disgusting yeah. and perverted. <laughs> <laughs> and I just jerk off for no reason. You're making me do this. What are you wearing or not wearing? I can't. <laughs> yeah, I understand, like, you know, we've, we're, we keep hiding our bodies. And then, like, you know, when, when, because of places that have seasons, we hide our bodies because of the cold, right? So the reveal blows people's minds. Now, you could either react like a 12-year-old or you can react like an adult. And I think every time somebody takes their shirt off, it must be freeing, so freeing for them that I don't want to be like, ugh. No, I am, when, I am, ugh. <laughs> to, to, the men keep your, sh and to be honest, women as well, you know, keep, keep your clothes on. I don't like well, nudity. Our, our page three just talks about summer body. So when it's time, it's time. Is it time now? I gotta take my shirt off. No, don't, <laughs> uh, don't. Um, uh, the, the 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 show, uh, Keith and the girl is. Um, have you always done it from this, from where we are now? No, we used to be way further out. Can't believe the amount of um, comedians that trekked yeah. out there right now. I don't think we would have the balls to even ask them. Yeah. And and balls in America means pleasure. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was way further out. Um, now we're lucky enough to be in Astoria, which is a pretty uh, popular neighborhood, especially with a lot of comics because we're still close to the airport. Right. So okay. it's much better. Difficult now. for cab drivers to find, though, as uh, uh, we found out today. No, that was your accent that got yeah. you that. <laughs> Well, he, he didn't believe the address. He said, this, ad this address is wrong. So I then had to g g go on, on to my emails and Chuck said, no, this is the address that we've got, you know. And um, 
he didn't know. Can't say that doesn't happen often. See, I, I don't know if we should warn the foreigners. I like to, I like to whisper foreigners. I don't know if we should tell the foreigners. Shout it out loud. We know America is a racist country. Be, <laughs> be proud of your racism. <laughs> when uh, the, the area here in Queens, you, they probably were taking you to like 27th Avenue instead of yeah. 27th Street, right. and that has messed with a lot of people. Okay, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't understand what she just said, but she said it was such conviction that I believed it. And that's the important, uh, she's important not, thing. She's not saying 27 Road or 27 Drive. Okay. Yeah. Again, I didn't understand what he said. I'm completely at a loss here. But it's, we're, we're having fun. <laughs> we're having fun and we're bonding. Um, what is, what is, what's the plan? Is there a plan for the... When you started this, Keith, 12 years ago, was there a plan of what you wanted to achieve with it? Uh, at first we were thinking it would promote my stand-up. It would promote kind of the singing... Um, I never thought I would promote my singing. I don't think this is the best platform for that. I, I did it to promote his stand-up. Well, I did it to promote her. And I cut off my hair to, for her, she, her to buy a comb. So anyway. <laughs> so, so, so now you, you, you were doing it to promote his stand-up. He was doing it to promote your singing. You've both been doing it for the wrong reasons. Are right. you going to pull the plug? Is this the exclusive we've got? We're, we're over it. We get it. Why didn't you say that I said my peanut butter? Um... Yeah, so th then just all of a sudden we're like, hey, this is something. Let's keep going. We didn't, we didn't expect it to take off like it did, but at the same time took it very seriously. Yeah. Wasn't taking vacations, like I said, or time off. Uh, and then now what's the, what's the end goal? I think just to, I don't know, get things more streamlined. Uh, you know, everything, we're, we're still figuring out new, uh, new angles yeah. and new whatnots. I don't know. Not ha I mean, this will never happen, I guess, right? But to not hustle forever. Yeah. But, okay. uh, but it's obviously working out and it feels good. Let's take a quick break. Um, you're listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee. I'm joined by Keith and the Girl, and we're on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Late Nights with Ian Lee, New York City. Well, not, we're not in New York City, though, are we? Is this New York City? Yes, uh, five boroughs are New York City, and we're one of them. Okay, okay. Uh, you, have you always lived in New York? Yeah, uh, since I was four. Where were you before that? In Israel. Were you really? Oh, you came from Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, do, do you remember it from, from being a kid? I'm assuming you've been back and you visited, but do you remember it as a kid? I don't remember it before the age of four, but I do remember visiting a lot. I remember a lot of, uh, I'm from the Middle East, obviously, so uh, a lot of aunts and uncles were like, oh my God, you gained so much weight, have some food. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> we, I've, I, I'm married to, to someone who's half Greek, and it is, it is mm -hmm. that thing, oh, my mother-in-law will say to my wife, oh, you're, you're, you're getting really, really fat. Mm -hmm. Here, come, and it is, come and let me, let me feed you. And then suddenly there's a table full of food, and I'm thinking, A, she's not fat, and B, you, you, there's a table full of food. Yes. Uh, I will I'll always understand that I will forever be fat and always need to lose the last five pounds. It's good to know that before you visit with the parents. Keith, are you from New York? I moved here in 96, so maybe I was 23 or 24 years old. It was right before our mayor at the time, Giuliani, uh, really cleaned up the city. New York was a tough place. Yeah. Uh, what's now a Burger King or a Disney store was a porn shop, was a porn theater. You yeah. walk in and jerk off. Um, you... You still do that in the Burger Kings. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it either way. You do the awning how you want to do I'm it. I'm treating this building with the historical respect it deserves. <laughs> well, like, you'd, you'd have the prostitutes walking by. You'd have uh, somebody blatantly crack, crack, weed, smoke, crack. Now you got to go into special places right. to hear crack, crack, weed, smoke. And then people didn't like, you know, people had to, like, it, it lost its charm. But, yeah. you know, you're not worried about, you know, 
if you love your mother, yeah. uh, you're not worried about bringing her over and her getting stabbed. You know, you, you like it. Was, it. it did, New York did become a bit of a joke in the 70s and the 80s that it was, you know, a crime was, central and it was, it was a dangerous city. Yeah. But now it's, now it's, 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 it's relatively safe, yes. I think, that, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just walk around like it is because yeah. otherwise I'm just going to be paranoid every other second. But I do have to say, like, when it's so noisy here, I could literally hear, like, the announcements of the train in my backyard. Yeah. Um, but when I go to rural places, when I go to a place where it's just quiet, I freak out. I just know that that's the place where someone's going to jump out of the bushes and stab me. Yeah. Here, I just feel like there's too many people to be doing anything. Everyone here is nicer than in London. London's, London's very cold, okay, in terms of, of contact with other people. And when we're on the tube, everyone looks down. When you're walking down the street, everyone looks down. No one makes eye contact. And, no one, and, and people in the service industries, you know, people behind counters or, you know, in shops, um, they can be quite surly. But everybody is amazing. Is it because you guys, when it comes to the service industry, yeah. and I'm not a fan of, uh, I think tipping should be part of the bill, but is it because they're going to get paid the same? And here, we're, we're, we beg you. Uh, well, I, I don't know, because, you know, it's kind of expected that you, you um, tip a black cab driver as opposed to an Uber. You know, you, 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 when I say black cab driver, I don't oh, mean I he's was a like, black... Jesus Christ, you guys are a vault. <laughs> you could just say that? <laughs> no, 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 I mean, it's a black gentleman. I mean, the color of the cab is oh, black. okay, all right. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of... Ex- but, but even then, they'll still be quite rude to you. We have lots of uh, black cabbies listening, of course, and I'm not speaking about you guys. But, I mean, I remember once me and Kath got in a black cab, and the guy got... He argued about where I lived. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't believe that the address I gave him was, was, was in the where I said it was. And he just went, get out of my cab. And we went, well, get out of my cab. I'm not, I don't want, I don't want you to, you go on, get out, you trouble. And, and you know, so th- there have been occasions when they can yes. be, be asses. But. Yes. They don't sound like you in a place where nobody sounds like you. Yes. So your cab driver here can tell that you're foreign, but you also speak English, which they enjoy b- yeah. based on their racism. And so they're like, oh, to, to us here, your accent is charming and you're smarter than we... Th- we just assume that you're smarter. So you might be getting a different experience than other people. Also, right. I noticed New Yorkers, and I, I try not to do this, but when we see people looking at a map, we're just like, I'll help you. Right. We don't know where we're going either. We look at a map all the time. <laughs> but we're like, yes, I know which way that is. And I've seen people give wrong directions yeah. just so they're a New Yorker and they refuse to wow. believe that they don't know where yeah. they are. But... It's a, it's a big system. I'll, I'll be looking looking around, obviously, uh, confused, and somebody will say, well, you're comfortable enough to be here. Let me let me see what you need. Where are you trying to go? And I'll go, I, just north. I'm trying to go uptown. Like, where? Yeah. Like, north. Where are you trying to go? I'm like, I'm trying to go to, uh, to the closest uh, store. Okay. Yeah. So... Which way's north? I'm like, you might, I don't know which way's. You know, so you have no That's idea. That's the thing. They start wasting your time, and you can't be like, you yeah. know what? I'm just gonna I, leave. I, I I'm better at it now. I go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I start walking away, and then it's coming. I don't think you're good. I'm like, I'm good. I'm great. Why is? Yeah, I have. I have stood there like. I really don't need, nobody here knows, and there's like two, three guys trying to help me find the directions, and I'm like, you just admitted you don't know, and then they stand there going, oh, let me see, let me see, I'm like, where are you seeing? Let me see where, you're not even opening your app, like, where, let me see in my brain, I'll find it, just chill out for a second. I would think it would just be a sexual thing, but yeah, it happens to me too. Yeah, no, I see it for like, if you have a fanny pack and are like looking at your phone. You can't say fanny on British radio. (laughs) Wait, but are you being serious? Yeah, you can't say fanny. You can't say fanny and you can't say cigarette. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know... You <laughs> and you certainly can't tie wood together. 
God forbid. <laughs> but you know what Fanny is? Your bum. No. Your junk. Your VJ. Vagina. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, I that's forgot. That's not sexy. Should I just say vagina or pussy? Well, <laughs> just because we, we, we have clam. We have. Oh, for God's sakes, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. We have kebab, but we don't. You can say love canal. You can say that, of course. Okay. That's romantic. Right. Um, good luck. Good luck editing this, Catherine. Um, I was. Oh, you're, you're, I'm talking about your listeners. Your fans. Yes. Well, you will, yeah. Um, have you got any kind of like. Uh, most of them are lovely and wonderful and generous, yeah. I'm sure. And I know that you use Kickstarter and things, you know, and, and, and they support you and, and things like that. Have you got any, though, that take it a little bit too far, their adoration of Keith and the girl? Yeah, one insisted on marrying Keith. I thought that was pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> I want to marry all my fans, but one beat me to it, beat everybody to it. Uh, we, we have people that. Uh, You've are... just gone to the website. What's this? Uh, this is a list of Keith and the girl tattoos. Oh. Uh, we have uh, 142 tattoos and brandings. Yes, yeah. and uh, this is this guy getting branded. These are the different Keith and the Girl tattoos. If you go to slash tattoos, you'll see them all. Uh, and, and I could not be more flattered. Uh, cannot be more flattered. I don't find that too much. Once in a blue moon, it does get too much. I remember in our old apartment, this uh, kid. This is when we lived in the same place yeah. that the studio was running. This kid looked up our address. He walks past, and I didn't even know what it was at first. This kid, like 18 years old, walks past our window, yeah. a kitchen window. And the way he looked in and kept walking, I just found it weird. Like he, I don't know why he wasn't just walking past our house. Then I hear a knock. Then I'm like, it's, it has something to do with the show, I guarantee it. And I open the door, he's like, I listened to your show. My I mom just, told me not to, I guess, so uh, I got kicked out of the house. And I just drove up from North Carolina because yeah. I got kicked out for listening to your show. He's traveling states. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm I, like, is that your car or did you take it? And he's like, uh. I go, yeah, I, I can't, we can't take you in, you know that, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 I, I know that. And I'm like, Okay, so that's that's a tense situation <laughs> right. to be because he's you know he's built up in his head a relationship with you guys. Yeah, and uh, and so I'm like, I don't know. So maybe you should tell your mom where you're at if you want. And he's like, Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. So uh, you know, give me your number. I don't know why. And uh, good luck sleeping in your car. And then I can't help myself. Yeah. I end up inviting him back so we can interview him. <laughs> 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 I take his ID as if that means anything like yeah. I'm contacting and, the and FBI you, you exploit him we made him ta- <laughs> honestly we made him take his pants off he had his shorts on we, so no that they were by- Keith that just sounds creepy to joke about and then had him he had to have him around his ankle so no, he couldn't run away <laughs> alright um, Keith and the girl is the, is the show KeithandTheGirl.com is the website to go to. Anything else that people need to know about you guys? Best thing to do, and we're hoping everybody subscribes to Keith and the Girl wherever you find podcasts. Wow, that was that was beautifully done. That was nice. You've been very quiet. Honest to God, I don't know half the s you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, listen, it's been nice talking to you. Uh, me and Kath have got nowhere to stay tonight. Can we come and keep at your house? Is that- uh, stay in your car, but leave your ID and Thank you very much indeed. Down. This is Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio Live from New York. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking. 